G'day to you, baggers. It's Will here. Uh, just a quick message before this episode with Shane Moss. Uh, if you haven't heard Shane Moss on the podcast before, I've only had him on one other time, but people loved his last episode, and I think you're going to love this one just as much. It's an amazing story of what's been happening to him. Uh, in fact, we didn't even get to the thing we were going to talk about uh, in Portland. We'll talk about that another time, but the conversation was just so fascinating, and his story of what's happened over the last few months is uh, compelling. This is the first time he's really told it in full. So if you want to hear Shane's whole story, if you follow Shane, if you've heard little snippets about his accident and stuff like that, it's all revealed in this podcast. It's going to be great. Big thank you uh, to everyone who came out in Seattle. I don't know why I'm whispering. I'm in the house by myself. I'm in LA. I've just moved into a much more expensive apartment. That's not true. The Australian dollar's just fallen to shit. So now my apartment's much more expensive, so I better spend some more time here and enjoy it. Um, anyway, guys... Uh, I um, loved everyone who came out in Seattle. What a fucking friendly town that is. If you're ever going to go to a place just for a holiday or a break and you want to be around some casual fucking cats, go to Seattle. The amount of uh, people who came out to the show and said hello, uh, the amount of hospitality that I was offered. uh, Unfortunately, I was only there for three days. I got in on a Thursday afternoon, had a show that night, had doubles Friday, Saturday and had to be out of there at five o'clock on Sunday morning. So I had so many offers of going to bars or parties or being shown around. Um, I got care packages from people, so many care packages. I couldn't get through all my care packages and I had a fucking crack at it. Um, so I just want to say a very special thank you to all those guys uh, who made those shows so fabulous and uh, the club there is fantastic. Pile of Alive, it's their new club and they're a fantastic crew. So thank you. I just had such a fucking great time in Seattle and I'm sorry I didn't get to catch up so more with uh, all the people who came out and supported the shows, but I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. Uh, speaking of shows, it's LA Podcast Week. Oh, so exciting. Charlie will be here in just a few days um, and I have some exciting shows in the lead up just to get you excited about LA Podcast uh, Festival on the weekend. Um, I will release a whole bunch of shows. I've got some old Illuminati stuff that I recorded when I was going to do a Illuminati podcast, but I'm not going to get around to doing that. So um, I might just release some stuff as phonus. So there's some cool interviews in there. And um, I've got some cool podcasts up my sleeve as well. So you're going to have a really cool week. But if you want to watch the LA Podcast Festival live, there's a link on the LA Podcast Festival website. Uh, use the TOEFOP code. It'll cost you 20 bucks to watch every podcast for the whole weekend. And you can watch them for three weeks later. Three weeks. That's a pretty good deal. Seven bucks of that goes to TOEFOP, by the way, if you use the TOEFOP code. So uh, if you've been looking for a way to support the podcast and you can't afford one of the T-shirts, which are up, a lot of them are sold out, but they will be available at Podcast Festival as well. Um, They're the cool things for cool people T-shirts. So get around those too. If you're going to Podcast Festival, use the link on our Facebook page or Twitter um, to book your ticket and we get a kickback from that too. Okay, uh, I'm not going to plug too many more things, but Sydney Opera House. It's happening. It's on free sale. Uh, the link is on my Twitter and my Facebook. We sold 500 tickets yesterday. It's really exciting. So uh, January 19th, the last ever night of the Illuminati tour in the concert hall, the big main room at the Sydney Opera House. Yep, and he's telling his cheap jokes in the main room of the Opera House. It's very fucking exciting. I'm not even going to pretend it's not. It's... And I'm going to make it a big night and invite all my friends and kind of really have a special night. So if you want to see a cool show, um, then uh, the Sydney Opera House, January 19. It's going to be really fun. If you've never seen a show at the Opera House, if you've been looking at an excuse to go out and do something at the Opera House, come out to this. It's going to be a celebration. So uh, that's that. Um, I've got gigs coming up, obviously, podcast this weekend. Some huge guests, by the way. Uh, next week, two legends of podcasting. Sorry, I'm drinking my tea. It's early in the morning here. Um, big uh, legends of podcasting from my probably my favorite podcast in the entire world, I guess, from that. And uh, some legends of podcasting. So I've got some cool stuff for you. The weekend after, I'll be at Rooster Teeth Feathers. Uh, 
if you are down in the Rooster Teeth Feathers area, uh, I had some Facebook people come to my show in Seattle who said they were going to get their Facebook people uh, from that area to come. Actually, from Facebook, that is, not just like on Facebook. Uh, then uh, the 10th and 11th, I'm at the Comedy of Magic. The 13th, I'm at Hot Tub at the Virgil uh, with uh, Curtin Kristen. Uh, Hilarity's in Cleveland from the 15th of October. Zany's in Illinois, uh, Chicago and Rosemont uh, the 23rd uh, of October. In November, I'm at the Comedy of Magic on the 1st, the Comedy of Magic on the 4th. I'm at Meltdown at Nerd Melt. Uh, the November the 5th, uh, Comedy and Magic the 6th and the 7th. I'm doing David Huntsberger's gig uh, for his wonderful Kickstarter project. I will be doing that on the 8th uh, of November at uh, the Improv in LA, Hot Tub at the Virgil on the 10th. I'm in Oklahoma on the 12th. Hyena's in Dallas from the 13th of November. I'm in Darwin uh, on the 19th with Justin Hamilton of November. Illuminati in Perth, uh, get around those shows as well. Illuminati in Perth, the 21st and the 22nd with Justin Hamilton and Kyle Gooley on the 23rd. Uh, the 27th of November, I will be at the Comics Lounge in Melbourne doing a series of shows, warming up for uh, the big shows at the Sydney Opera House. Then in December, I'll be at Helium in Philadelphia from the 3rd of December. I'll be at Comedy Works in Denver from the 10th of December. I will be going, uh, I will be doing a run of improv shows uh, at the Sydney Comedy Store from the 16th of December, completely improvised shows. And then, of course, the big one, January 19th at the Sydney Opera House. Okay, five minutes. That wasn't too bad today. Um, by the way, I went and saw Boyhood when I was in Seattle. It's fucking amazing. I will talk about it more with Dave Anthony, but um, it's more than a movie. Uh, it's definitely more than a gimmick. Um, if you like Richard Linklater and his films, um, I was fucking blown away by Boyhood. I also went and saw Maze Runner. Uh, as a person who loves mazes, uh, my review is not enough running through mazes for a movie called Maze Runner. There you go. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode with Shane Moss. As usual, if you like Shane, hit him up, Shane Comedy on Twitter. Tell him how much you enjoyed the episode. Uh, I always get feedback from our guests that you hit them up and you let them know and that kind of encourages them to come back. And uh, so thank you very much for doing that. I really do appreciate when you, you when you go and let them know that you enjoyed their episode. So um, uh, enjoy this one with Shane. Cheers, guys. The following episode of FOFOP is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Topop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson and our returning guest Charlie Clawson. Glad to have him back on the podcast. It's been a little longer than we had initially planned because... Well, it's fair to say I might not even talk that much in this episode because our guest has a lot to tell. Uh, it is guest Charlie Shane Moss. Welcome back, mate. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I appreciate having me back. I wish it could have been much sooner. Right. Well, you've got an interesting story to tell. We actually, <sighs> I want to fill the listeners in a little bit, which is firstly this. We haven't seen each other for a while. We haven't seen each other since uh, Portland and we'll get to that, but right. we haven't seen each other since then. And we saw each other at a party last night. Yeah. Uh, I won. 
It, yeah, right? Ran into each other at a party last night. We knew that we were doing this today. And then we avoided each other. <laughs> Let's not talk to one We sat another. down to each other. Like, Is we started... that what our lives are going to be like right. from here on out? And just go to social gatherings. And you can only talk to the people who you never want to have on your podcast. Right. <laughs> Because <laughs> otherwise, it's a waste of talking. It's kind of a mixer. <laughs> or maybe they should just mic all areas of a party. That's what I might do next time. I might have a podcast party where, like, it's just a regular party, but all, like, you know, the couch is mic'd, the kitchen table is mic'd, like, the office is mic'd, the bedroom is mic'd, and people can just kind of go into their own areas and have their conversations. Oh, and yeah. at the end, you just edit it all into, like, a mega podcast. Yeah, yeah. Or just get. 60 lobs and and uh and <laughs> hook everybody up just hook so everybody they, they up can't even get away from it yeah okay yeah that's there's a new show on television at the moment called utopia have you seen that show that they'd so in australia there's a comedy series called utopia but this is not the same show uh in america they're doing like a big brother style experiment where they take 15 people and they get them to start a new civilization like it's a reality show but like the whole idea is they get to start their own civilization and make up their own rules and like how does a society operate and what do they, you know, come up with and how do they yeah, start yeah. again? Yeah, rule right? number one. What do we think about the blacks? Right. <laughs> what, what a, but there kind of is some of that because clearly because it's a TV reality show, they've picked 15 people who would never want to start a civilization together. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when there was the first argument of the whole show was three minutes in. Oh, by the way, they've signed these people up to a year of living in this place and the first episode was a ratings disaster. So there's a chance that these guys are just going to be living there for 11 months with no cameras on. <laughs> like, oh, your show's been cancelled, but oh, well, see what happens. Lord of the Flies. So there was an argument because... That's the, especially funny that it's like all the cameras are covered in cobwebs right. and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, we haven't been filming this in years. This uh, this is under contract. (laughs) Keep living life. That's all. We don't want you on the outside telling your stories. You're here. You've signed up. I mean, that's the interesting. So one of them is a preacher. One of them's gone to Utopia because he wants to bring God to Utopia. And that's the great thing. I mean, if you were starting a civilization again from scratch, we definitely should start it with God at the center of it. Oh, yeah. Because nothing's gone wrong with that in history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing that we're like, okay, we all agree that's been good for all of us. Well, it's good if you're like, I want to be in charge. Right. So... Let's say I'm the one getting the messages to, from a perfect being that knows everything. All of you aren't getting these messages, so you should listen to me since I am getting the best information from the magic person in space. I mean, it is a pretty good way when you know you're not going to be the number one guy. But I, you can be the number one guy's best friend, I, even if he's the imaginary number one guy, right? So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, well, uh, I'm, now, I'm now thinking... So they're cut off from everything? They're from just- everything. Well, they can trade. So here's the thing. At the start, they have like $10,000 or something, whatever amount of money they have to start the civilization. So they can trade with the outside world to say buy things or they could just buy things at the start that they need and then they have no money for the rest of it. They, you know, say, that, say they could set up their own agricultural system with the money, for example, and go, okay, This is gonna- Burning Man. They just wanted to record Burning it's Man. It's basically Burning Man. Okay. If, if Burning Man was filled with people that you wouldn't want to go to Burning Man with. <laughs> Which is what Bernie Man is becoming, I believe. I do. I mean, when you talk about the ratings, that's the funniest thing about it. I wonder if they are getting... I mean, certainly at least the camera crew must know that the ratings are like, eh, a little dodgy. And then they're 
probably hearing that from the camera crew. That's like, right. are we, we're not entertaining. Oh, we, we need to like get more fights or oh, you know, whatever. Right. Three weeks in, they'll kill someone. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, they're going to kick us out of here yeah. if we don't start stabbing I wonder another. if they, because I mean, I'm sure there must be stuff in the rules that they can't do that. But honestly, it would be more interesting if they're like, well, you have your own society. Like you have your own society. It's like diplomatic immunity. Oh, yeah. You're like the Vatican. You're a made-up city with your own rules that can avoid, you know, criminal prosecution for the things that you can do. We've already got one of those. It's a guy <laughs> with a big hat lives in a city that has no one in it. It's its right. own city. It's its own nation. Anyway, let's not get into that. But the point being that, um, you know, it would be fun to see what they did, like yeah, how desperate and- they were for people to watch them, particularly if they kept telling them, hey, the... I mean, that would be a fun thing. Like two weeks in, look, it looks like it's going to get cancelled and people aren't enjoying what you're doing. Whether people would just try to keep living in the society they want or they'll go, well, we have to like start fucking and stabbing or whatever it is to get the ratings up. And I mean, also, I'm like, I've never seen The Hunger Games. I hear it's it's worth watching anyway. Uh, Um, Anytime children kill children, I will buy a ticket to the movies. Yeah, and, and the premise... Of it seems very far fetched, but as you're talking, I'm like, well, yeah, the contracts are the problem because what you need is this era of someone could murder someone at any time, right? And this is their own society, so if they, you know, if they murder, they murder, and everyone else will deal with that. And however, maybe that guy needed a murdering, right? Yeah. A good old fashioned murderer, <laughs> yeah. and then some other guy can start like a CSI style or like I'm a- following that guy, right? <laughs> The guy that killed the God guy. <laughs> but he's also creating an industry, you know, because if someone's murdering someone, then you need prisons. And we know how big a prison industry can be, you know, for a country. Then you need a legal system. Then you need, like, you know, people to make TV shows about the legal system. I like that one, there's 15 people and one of them's the jailer. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is my job. <laughs> no, you know what? I've always wanted to work in the government. It's a power trip for me. Like, you know, this is good. I just want to boss one guy around. I want to be in charge of making one other person's life miserable. And I want like a, a guy could just be a bouncer. They could start a nightclub there and he's like, oh, you know, I don't want to, but you won't need security. I'll be that guy. Right. I mean, that. I guess that is the problem with modern science is that like the Nazis really ruined it for us because <laughs> so many things you could apply that sentence to. Yeah. yeah whereas like tiny there, mustaches, there's leather lots pants. of interesting things that you could discover by say, uh, running crazy tests on oh, so a uh, criminal that you're going to kill anyway or whatever. Right. And they kind of screwed that up for us. It's an interesting moral ethical area that though, isn't it? <laughs> it really like, is. Because, because I well, firstly, okay, so here's my thing, and, and you're American, so this is interesting to me for, uh, to get your opinion on this. How do you feel about the death penalty? Well, so I mean, my philosophical ideas about the death penalty aren't necessarily in line with what reality is. I mean, because that's already I, a good I, start to this answer. I like right. That. I think that. Um, I think that, um, and I don't know if we even talked about this last time. We may have, but but I think that there's definitely a lot of broken machines out uh-huh. there, or um, that that maybe need a second chance and all of that. And and but say say you were to, uh, I mean, um, an analogy I saw one of my favorite scientists um, Robert Sapolsky make one time was that. Hey, just because there is um, a car that 
brakes doesn't work and everything doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to stop that car from rolling down the road into a bunch of children or whatever. And so it is a tricky situation. And I do think that there are people that are, that I just wish did not exist. Right. Um, I think about that with like, I mean, not that I think about pedophiles a lot, but they've been in the oh, news. Yeah. That's an easy it's been, one. It's been in the news. To be like, get fucking rid of them. Right. You know, it's but just, at the same time, if you want to look into the, if you want to just like have, if you want to think through a consistent morality or try to have like a, if you think of pedophilia. And what is pedophilia? Right. If it's 18, if you're saying it's 18, now we're killing 17 year olds uh, or people that had sex with a 17, uh, well, come on, you know. Right. So and that's the so thing. And also, area. if you think about this thing of going, now, I, I certainly before I make this analogy, and I'm not making this analogy, I'm talking about the fact that we're learning more and more about the fact that people are, you know, you're born gay or you're born, you know, transgender or you're born, like, you know, it's inside you. It is who you are. Yeah. Now, we've decided as a society that, like pedophilia isn't appropriate, which I agree with. So I need to point that out at the like right, like, right, right, right at the top, just so there's no. But confusion. if you're born a pedophile, right. absolutely. So, which takes me back to the the, the brakes don't work, but you got to stop it from hitting the cars. Right. Like so, th- then where do we go on that thing of going? Well, you're born this way. You can't if you act out on it. Like we've, but at the same time, how much control does that put? Their brakes don't work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And you're like, okay, so what do we do with that? And I don't even think it's so much of a problem with your average um, pedophile. If your average pedophile acts, um, knowing the circumstances um, and what they're doing is wrong um, and why it's wrong and understands all of that, and then they go through with it anyway. I mean, I feel like stealing sometimes. I've felt like killing people before. Um, And... Uh, so that's a different animal than, say, someone with um, a damaged prefrontal cortex that sure. has lost the ability to control their impulses. And that is a person that, to me, is a much trickier situation. Right. So I, a message for the producers of Utopia. Third week in... <laughs> introduce an actual pedophile and somebody who's got a damaged cerebral cortex and play that out. No, no, I don't want to watch that on television. No. Wait till the first one has a baby. (laughs) Then you go, we're adding one more. What's he look like? (laughs) This, This imagined pedophile. I feel like... Uh, I don't know. This is my version of racial profiling, um, and I've said this on the podcast before, but I think, because you know how every time there's like a famous pedophile, like a Jimmy Savile or a Rolf Harris or like these British entertainers who were all in that sex ring in the like the 70s, who are, they all look like pedophiles. Right. Do you know what I mean? They've got a pedophile look. Now, I understand this is the same thing as racial profiling. Right, But right. I think that police should be on principle able to question anyone right. who looks like a pedophile within say a certain area of children right? I, because just you can yeah. and you know what if they're not a pedophile <laughs> then it's probably better they find out from you that they look like a pedophile because no one wants to hey, look like a pedophile asking. right we're just hey, asking are you a pedophile because you really look like a pedophile <laughs> don't take, the, don't yeah, take yeah. this the wrong way but you look if, if I had to close my eyes and draw a pedophile I would draw you listen if you're not a pedophile you yeah. should be glad that I'm asking you yes. if you're a pedophile you're right pedophile-ish <laughs> at best people think you're a pedophile 
Like, I'm, I know this is sad news to hear, but you can do something about that. I, you know, you know what the problem has always been is, is this I'm not a pedophile shirt seems to have, have the opposite effect on some people. Me thinks he doth protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll pre-clear you. It's like the TSA. We can pre-clear you're not a pedophile. We'll have something marked you can show it to people. It'll be fun. I had I was just talking about um something on a, on another podcast that would still be interesting to talk about and and it made me um realize, oh, that is uh, that was profiling is what I was doing right. and it seemed so harmless. I was just talking about um um, going to um, Sedona, where, where I went to in May, mm-hmm. to the reason why I had gone there, and we'll talk about all this in a while, but the reason why I had gone there was for ayahuasca, which uh-huh. is the tea in Peru that's DMT is extracted out of and stuff, basically. And and um, and what the point I was making was that I have these very, very strange... Um, uh, uh, friends, uh, one of them's um, Mikey Milios, who, oh, yeah, who you know, yep. and uh, he's into like very odd, and and then his wife Kaz, so they're great people, and um, and they're but they're odd people with right. odd, odd, odd beliefs. A lot of and beliefs. Yeah, lots and lots of odd beliefs. He is though. I'll tell you, like I'll tell you an interesting thing about Mikey. And um, some Australians probably know Mikey from like stand up and stuff. If you spent some time around the clubs, he wrote for Good News Week and a whole bunch of other things as well. Really funny guy. But you know, how sometimes you have Facebook friends where. I look up a lot more of what he posts, probably disproportionately to other people. Like, even though some of his ideas are pretty kooky, like, he links to so many interesting things or so many things where I'm like, you know what? This sounds crazy, but I'm going to read it anyway because it's kind of interesting. And I find myself reading a lot of the things. Like, he's. Well, what's interesting about him is he's a smart guy with asinine beliefs. Right. And, Which is also what his Facebook profile says. That's his slug line. And and um, but so so without that contact, I was just explaining. You know, I was going to these weirdos because uh-huh. that's where if you want to find something like ayahuasca or DMT, pick weirdos. Of course, like uh, not everyone that does DMT is uh, uh, new age finding spirits and all of that. That's what you hear about is the spiritual and all that and all the. Sp- gods and ufos that you see but not everyone's like and i compared it to um hunting um like if hunting were illegal or whatever and you're trying to find hunting right on the down low yeah <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't there's plenty of normal people right, that hunt, right, yeah but you wouldn't just approach every normal person no. you see you would you would try to find like a, a guy in um gosh bagash is wearing uh the confederate flag hat. right you know, but that's—I mean—but that's right. It's correct, and it's profiling at the same time, and that's tricky business because a lot of times you talk to police officers, and um, it's hard to talk and or get to know a police officer and not be like, "Oh, you're a racist person. Uh-huh. You are absolutely a racist person." Um, and I know many that are just insanely racist, uh-huh. and then. Other times, it's like, God, that must be tough to keep out of that mindset when and to set and to tease apart the 
um, well, you know, there's these socioeconomic factors and this person didn't have parents growing up and, and all, and, and the history of it and, and all of that. And, and you're just used to, well, I've been in your subconscious is like, I've been in other circumstances that are similar to this before. And this uh-huh. is, you know, a way to, and it's such dangerous territory. And I guess that's, that is the tricky complication with, um, with the death penalty in general. And so I philosophically believe in it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, um, uh, I, it, it's hard. Uh, it, it's hard to know. I, I believe that if someone's guilty of that act more often than not, I'm like, sure, I'm fine with that. Kill that person. But, um, but I think for the wiggle room of, uh, you know, the DNA evidence that comes to light and all of that and, um, the inability to prove it, I think that's a different yeah, because it's really interesting because I grew up in a country where in my lifetime we've never had the death penalty. And, you know, like it, it shows me and it's why I find it so hard sometimes, not even hard sometimes, but I don't even know how to properly talk to Americans about guns. Mm-hmm. Because when you've grown up in a culture, like, I mean, even Americans who are not into guns or think that there are too many guns or, you know, whatever. But be, because you've grown up culturally with the idea of people being able to have a gun and it means something different here to whatever part of that story of what it means to be American, you know, then as someone who didn't grow up with that, it's really hard to just like, like yeah. every Australian who ever comes here is just like, what's with all the guns? I like, know. And you can't actually have a proper, like, because your brain just hurts so much that. And, like, and my experience is I know those people with the guns right. and I know the ones that mean well. Yeah. And those are almost the scariest right. ones. <laughs> I mean, terrifying. <laughs> I mean, these are, these are people that aren't in a gang or. Yeah. Anything else that uh, that you know we're uh, worried about criminals getting? These are people that, in their day to day lives, are not criminals. They have uh-huh. regular jobs and everything else. But then you're sitting there in uh, Louisiana, hanging out with your buddy, and he's hammered at a one, and he decides this is a good time to just start cleaning his guns yeah. outside as he's like yelling racial slurs and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. wow, this is a horrible idea right like everything about this not just this moment just this person having this gun guns in general right and there's a deeper problem with weapons which doesn't get addressed which is um i mean i get aggression i I, aggression's gotten us a long ways in our evolutionary history of course yeah Um, there's a certain amount of aggression that's yeah, inherently necessary to survive. Right? We had, I mean, we started like there was at, at a point there was like fifty humans around, right? <laughs> and 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 we started working together a little bit and building these tools and and, and there's this cognitive revolution possibly seventy five thousand years ago and after that we were able to figure out how to just start killing lots of shit really well and then right. and, and like things the the only large animals that survived it were the ones that evolved alongside us in africa like the lions and when humans got to like australia or came to the us uh it'd be like you know cyber uh, the saber-toothed tiger reigned supreme when humans came to the us and it's like well look at this look at this goofy looking free meal nets <laughs> 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 fucking <laughs> spears and we just decimated everything i mean australia had these enormous kangaroos like all these freaky uh, huge things and we just slaughtered 
everything. And a lot of it was uh, started from a necessary drive yeah. that maybe got a little out of control. Sure. And then we killed off everything and looked around and like, well, I'm kill each other, I guess. I don't know. And um, but the, the point I'm trying to make is that's that's where we got those instincts from. Now we're living in a world where we have these weapons that we aren't our brains aren't um psychologically adapted for you can press a button Mm -hmm. and bomb a hospital yep and anyone can do that anyone can any or you could give the order for someone else to press this button which gives an order for someone else to and, and well, it's the equivalent of the hangman wearing a, a like a mask over his face in the old days. So no one who no one knew who he was responsible for them having like not not every gun has a bullet in it. Like, you know, they have like eight guys there firing right. the, the range, but not every gun has like a live round. So they don't know who exactly did it. And you get distance from the act. Exactly. That's what they used distance. to do to and give people distance from the act. Uh, and when you're going to declare war on someone or whether you're going to like shoot, you know, at the very least, you should have to kind of look at the person you've killed. I mean, or see the damage. You know what I mean? Hitler <clears throat> couldn't have gone into a hospital and strangled every single thing, every single person, every single old mm. person, every single baby. But all sorts of people can press a button, right? And we're just not psychologically kind of wired to comprehend that. There's like the. Um, the infamous and it has i in my opinion lots of flaws trolley experiment um which is a psychological experiment you may uh-huh. have heard it's just a thought experiment and um uh, there there's a train coming at five people have you heard this yep. and, and you can push one person off to save the five or whatever the, the yeah it's so so you can press like that, a right? lever yeah. and the and, and the train will go off and right. it will there's one person on the other track so it'll only kill one person well do the math yeah. kill the one person you just saved uh, four lot, uh, you know, uh, five people or one person died instead of five. Right. Um, now, um, make it where it's this fat person's on a bridge. Yeah. This person's fat enough that if they fall off of it, they would stop the train. Um, and the only way you can stop this train from the five people. Can you physically push this person off? And a lot of people have a lot harder of a time doing that math. Yeah. And um and I would I have to justify it really quickly, not because of the train. I'd have to like get them to say something I really disagree with. <laughs> so I'd have to force them quickly into a racial epithet or like to, you know, to say faggot or something. And I'd be like, I don't know you deserve hate crime and save some lives. I'm a hero. Where's my parade? Name is straight after me. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm the opposite. <laughs> like a psychologist would be like, so, okay, so would you push a fat person off a bridge if... Mm. Yes, I would. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I absolutely. Oh, hang on, Don't what? finish the rest of it. This is a... <laughs> uh, um, uh, sorry, fat people. Test. Sometimes sometimes we do uh, two jokes, jokes about murdering fat people. <laughs> For, for no I reason. love it. Like, I mean, yeah. I th- Why did I apologize for that? Of I don't all know. the things of we all the already things. talked about. Right. I guess there it's was because a that was the one where uh, I was like, wait, do did that come across like maybe I actually do have something against right. fat people when I certainly don't. Right. Um, so, But you definitely have a thing against pedophiles, right? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that wasn't, I'll, I'll that push, wasn't just for fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big apology to any pedophiles listening. I, I don't want to... <laughs> I'll push uh, for reals. I'll push pedophiles <laughs> off a bridge. I don't need to know the reason why I need to do it. 
Yeah. Oh, so yeah, if the fat person was a pedophile, that would be the perfect solution, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would be it. Yeah, that would yeah. be like, and if anyone's out there going a fat person couldn't be a pedophile, that's your judgment. <laughs> look at look at how you view body image in our yeah. modern day society. Uh, all right. So uh, that is an. Int- I I I have a. I like the idea of thought experiments, though. Like I I don't even necessarily subscribe to. They're them. imperfect, but yeah. But I like the idea of just having anything that makes you think about, like, you know, think about things. Yeah. But, but the only problem with thinking about things is I think the more you think about things, the more you realize that, if, like, how do you get to a point? Okay, I'm, I'm asking you now. How do you get to a point when you think about things so much where you can actually decide or do you become immobile because you you look through like the gray sides of everything or you see like, yeah, I feel, no, I feel like I'm not as passionate or don't have as firm opinions about things as maybe I had like 15, 20 years ago because almost because you think about it too much. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like analysis paralysis, I guess. Uh, That's a much tighter way to say uh, it. <laughs> Um, if you could sum up all that I just said into two <laughs> words that rhyme, that'd be great. Um, yeah, there's, uh, and I'm and I'm going to butcher my little bit of um, neuroscience knowledge right now um, in in the interests of uh, an overall message. But um, so there are people. So the the idea that um, that our emotions are, you know, these things that are driving us to do all these kind of wild things and the more you can shut those off uh, and think things out and intellectualize things obviously the better off you'll be that's that would be the logical way to live a life uh however there are people that um from um stroke damage or something like that do have their emotions actually cut off or minimized Uh completely and these people can carry on uh, a conversation and talk about, um, you know, wh- whatever their work is or whatever, just like they always did. But you can ask them, um, okay, let's make an appointment for next week. Do you want, um, do you want to come in on Tuesday or Wednesday? And they're like, oh, jeez, you know, if tu- you know, Tuesday, I guess uh, Tuesdays are the traffic's a little slower, but Wednesdays. I could maybe get the meal and they sit there and they intellectualize mm. that decision just into uh, it, it will take them hours and the, and pretty soon the doctor will just have to be like okay Wednesday we're just going to pick Wednesday for you they just cannot absolutely cannot make a decision wow and um and so our our feelings and emotions and insight I mean that's exactly what our emotions are for is yeah. is for decision making oftentimes they make lots of bad decisions terrible but, decisions but the thing <laughs> I mean yeah it's I mean if you were to like follow every idea your penis had or right. you know, something like that although um, my penis did come up with the idea of the iPhone. <laughs> And uh, before Steve Jobs, and, thirty years yeah, ago, no, my like, penis. seriously, it was my first. I, I woke up. <laughs> I just woke up in the, in the night, middle of the my night. My penis had like, ejaculated. Just, this perfect drawing. It was like, and it, and it was the drawing of it, but also the name underneath. Like even the tiny little eye, big P. Like it was all. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what sort of night I'd had. It signed but, its. It had signed it. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was his first idea. Sincerely. Sincerely yours. It's like, oh my God, I was, I was pretty dehydrated in the morning. I, 
<laughs> and a, that's when I lost my testicles. Right, yeah. Um yeah. But um but yeah, I mean it's very it's very tough to say. Uh I, this is a conversation that I just had recently on um, on my own first podcast, which won't be released for a couple of months, so uh, we can talk about it on here before people get to le- listen to it on mine. But um, I'm, I'm listening I, to you, by the I, way. I'm I, just going to get some water. Yeah, no problem. I was uh, I was kind of talking to um, I was talking to a scientist about this very question: When should we listen to our um, emotions, and when should we kind of? try to intellectualize things as much and when should we use what we learn and uh, and it's a case-by-case basis and right. a good example of this is um so uh just be, be, because this is the um, the moment that i'm living we might as well talk about yeah, my let's, condition yeah, let's right now yeah i think that works. um so i was i was with um mikey milios and and um and cads i went to visit them in sedona arizona they've been bugging me to come and visit and i've been meaning to visit and um we're gonna maybe line up some ayahuasca which we never got around to because i got there on my birthday we decided to uh, i don't drink anymore i don't party really or anything and and so I, um, we decided to go for a nice, pleasant hike. Then we were going to go for sushi, sh- sushi and catch a movie and um, didn't get that far. I got to, um, uh, we were hiking and um, Cads stayed down below and Mikey uh, and I were kind of climbing around. I, I'm a big rock climber. Mm-hmm. And so we were climbing around a little bit. And Mikey was like, there's this ledge that, um, that's a little shortcut that I always want to take that Cads always says is too high. Like, could we go and, you know, she's down below. Could mm-hmm. we, I always wanted to jump off of it with somebody. I was like, yeah, I'll have a look. I got over there and I'm constantly, I'm jumping off things all of the time. And I Normally, would, how far are you jumping off things? Like, just to give an exact, because I don't really know that, that world. Like I saw that movie 127 hours and I decided I was never going for a hike in my life or I'd be the guy who had to cut his arm off first day, you know? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. That's me. Like, so um, right. I'd start eating my friends. Like, it'd yeah, be, they're yeah. like, you know, we actually packed food. No, I feel like we're lost. Um, so so norm- your average <laughs> roof, mm-hmm. um, uh, take your ad- average roof. If I, if I was wearing um, shoes like I'm wearing yep. right now, um, just regular kind of, casual ish hiking ish shoes mm-hmm. um with plenty of cushion i would jump off of your average roof which is probably like oh, nine or ten wow. foot in- yeah, okay. into grass and then i would roll oh okay yep, and i would yep. be not at all worried about that okay um, all right. interesting so i would be really really worried about that <laughs> i love heights yeah it's like uh almost like a fetish how much i like heights like skydiving bungee jumping those sort of things as yeah well. yeah and just looking out over like cliffs and stuff and standing on the and you and you don't yeah and, you don't mind like being close to the edge of the like it doesn't scare you that like you're just gonna slip or fall or like uh, in like in those situations you know, the older i get the more it weighs in a little bit more but um but not really and i kind of i love that feeling okay i mean i don't want die or anything but i'm not terribly scared of death uh, as far as oh, risk- we all know the best feeling in the world if someone could like make a drug out of that feeling and yeah, by the uh, way i'm not the first person to observe this so i hope right. i'm not ripping off someone's comedy or something i think it's more just a but that feeling of yeah. like if you've ever been on a ladder and the ladder like it, it, you you go out of balance and you realize you're about to die oh, and then yeah. you pull it back in 
Uh, that feeling, if you, that feeling you have immediately uh, after you thought you were about to fall off a ladder, is the fucking best rush know, and high. I know. If someone went, oh, we've made that into a tablet, and I would fucking take that. Like it, it just feels amazing. Oh, it's it keeps me driving for hours. Sometimes I'm driving at night. I'm right. a little sleepy oh, yeah. and uh, a little shoulder. <laughs> oh, 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 God. Five hour energy. That's and, what it's and made I, of. I have, yeah, I just got a two hour, a free two hour energy drink. <laughs> and, um, and I mean, w- without, if you could take away thinking, Oh, I could have just died right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the <laughs> I'm an idiot and yeah. I hope I don't fall asleep again. Um Okay, so that's interesting. But, so it's a it's a feeling you like though. You enjoy the Yeah, the, very much yeah, so. Okay, okay. And so Mikey wanted to jump off of this and um and it, it's a bit unfair, you know, to be talking about this experience without him being able to weigh in and um and you know, I it, so I'll I'll try to give it the fairest representation i mean we've talked about it him and i and i think sure. we're in line with what happened um if mikey's listening and he disagrees with anything i'll have him on and he can have the right to reply yeah yeah exactly i, I can release it as a companion piece it, well it would <laughs> it would be interesting to have his uh his, uh, his take of, yeah. of the other side um so he wanted to jump off this i looked at it i said i think this is a little high uh-huh. and that's me saying that yeah. and i love heights right you love heights and um and he's like, oh, uh, 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 pussy or something like that. He's like, oh, come on. And, and um, I was like, well, the thing is, and first off, Mikey's new to activity. Uh-huh. Uh, like he just lost a bunch of weight right. like a year ago. And now he's, and like, he's now like, I'm going to get out and do things and jump around. And yeah. doesn't know how to because right. he, he, he hasn't doesn't had know a lifetime of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's and actually so, Mikey now. So I'm like. I am going, if he jumps, I might watch him because it was jumping down onto a ledge uh-huh. and then after that ledge was just a cliff and then just death if you were to just roll sure. off of it. And so I was like, well, I don't want to just watch him um, fall off of this. And then like, hey, Cads, remember Mikey, your husband? <laughs> well, I watched hey, him. So I've got some good news and some bad news. <laughs> So the good news is, you know when you and Mikey used to have that argument every day about that being too high? Turns you out won. you were right. So, so just enjoy the good news for a minute. Oh, she got to win that argument <laughs> Cause regardless. Because we've, we've got a kicker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. so, so what happened? So uh, we, we probably talked for what I remember being about five minutes uh-huh. about this at this point, this was no longer a short guy. And right. I was like, yeah. uh, it was, this was just for fun. And I was not totally feeling it, but I, the problem was I was wearing barefoot running shoes, which are good for like supposed to be good for correcting your running posture. They uh-huh. have no cushion or anything. And, and, um, but bad for landing on. And I knew that. And I was like, and I said all of this, I was like, the problem is I, I'm like, I wonder if I should just take off of my shoes because if I'm barefoot, my feet will land the right way. But because I have shoes on, my feet are like, their instincts are to feel like they have shoes, shoes on, on right now. And right. I don't really have shoes on. Uh-huh. And and then I was like, and the other problem is I can't tuck and roll because there's that cliff there. So right. I'm going to have to take the impact with my legs. I've done some stuff like that. Not my favorite thing in the world. 
uh, best case scenario, my balls are going to fucking just yank down and, and that's not going to feel good for a few minutes. Um, and, but I was like, I am, I could break my heels, um, because I've broken a heel before. And, um, and ultimately, you know, it was my decision. Um, I, I decided to jump first. It's not his fault. Um, I'm responsible for For your own actions. And um, and it just proves that all of us in life are susceptible to the uh, message of Back to the Future, which is when someone yells chicken at you, you make fly it up. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. And the, and the point that I was going to make when and what got me into this was that I thought of, and I talked about this on your podcast last time, was this negativity bias. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that we have adapted to kind of be overly cautious creatures because the cost of breaking your feet or danger is greater than whatever little reward you might get from something we pull up we pull up before the line we don't pull up at the line right right right. to be safe because we're not sure where the line quite is so we're like you know what we'll just he's fine right we don't need to get any closer exactly and so so you know i so i was how i felt i was you know, you and I could talk all day about mm. our perceptions and what they mean, and and I I think um, just a lot of how uh, how much you should trust that. And I was thinking, well, maybe my instincts are overreacting right now. So maybe if it's saying that there's a line here and this is too high, maybe it's actually right. okay. You've got some and margin I, for error. I intellectualized yeah. my way into jumping off of a cliff and then I broke both of my heels at right. the same time and had I just listened to my instincts in that particular Your emotions that were t- trying to tell you something. Right. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's a very fascinating. good opposite point right. um, to uh, not listening to what your penis has to say about things. <laughs> <laughs> When it's not drawing iPhones. Yeah, when it's not iPhone related, when it's not Apple related, <laughs> you don't always have to listen to it. No, but I think that's really interesting because it's some. I have a friend who I think doesn't trust her instincts. You know, like almost every time when something goes wrong, her initial instinct wasn't to do the thing and she intellectualized her way through that. And I've, and you always wonder about where that balance is meant to be. And I guess like yeah. I do it as well with what I'm doing. I mean, we all do, obviously. That's the nature of it to different degrees is what, how much we let emotion rule or how much we trust our instincts and whether our instincts are actual, you know, there's a real reason that they're there right. that we should be listening to them. And it's how we let us affect them and it's how we label them too. I've been thinking a lot about how we label our own emotions lately and how maybe that's creating a bit confusion. What do you mean by that? Of confusion and how we're navigating our lives. So I look back at my life and I would say that I have lived a long life of someone with um, exceptionally poor self-esteem and probably a pretty low Mm self-image and um and never really had much confidence never really trusted myself and had i known what was um the full truth of what was going on in my head which is that i am very much naturally drawn to trying to question as much as I can sure. and trying to think outside of the box. And I love that about myself that I don't just follow every little whim that I have and think that I'm the greatest all the time. And, and, um, 
and search for more understanding and want to learn more. I think that's one of the better parts of my personality. It's also and, probably one of the reasons that you do what you do for a living. Right. Like I often find it hard to explain to other people, but I, I mean, I think you do comedy for a range of different reasons. Like, you know, at the start, like I liked that, you know, I got to meet girls and get free drinks. Like I'm not right. saying that wasn't part of the experience. Right, right. But if that was why I was still doing it 19 years later, that would be a silly reason to be doing my job. You know, Absolutely. you find other reasons to love it or need it or you understand more of what you wanted from it in the first place. The thing that people always say, particularly because I've gone back like to, I've kind of given up everything now and I'm really just trying to concentrate fully on stand-up. And some people on the outside will just are like, why? Like it's stand-up so hard and challenging and difficult. And it's hard, really hard to say to them, yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. It's why because I never know if it's going to be like what I'm going to learn that night or how it's going to go or like, and it's the challenge of trying to do something that other people find terrifying. I yeah. respond to that. And it, and that, it doesn't surprise me then that you also make those sort of choices in your outside world because you're like, yeah, I do want to challenge my perception of this or I do want to question this and pick it apart and see if this is really the, the truth. And I do want to kind of explore my life, you know, and go, what is it about and what are we meant to be doing? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, I look back at my childhood and I think that I often, I was questioning things from a very, very early age. I'm talking like four or five years old being like, I don't know about this religion stuff that every person I've ever met it, um, is into. And... Um, and the point is, is, is that I think that other people, oh, you're, you're fine. I, I think, I think, but I think my relatives, being a terrible host. I just had to go to the fridge and get you needed a, a beer. A That's cool. Um, so, but I think other people would see me, um, like my aunts and uncles and stuff would see me like not talking. Uh -huh. And that's because I was observing why are they get, why are they getting so worked up about football right now this right. is really silly i bet i could mess with them i bet i could root for the other team and these grown adults would get actually upset at like a five-year-old and that's and i did stuff like that uh -huh. all the time um and but i was but a lot of my life has been because i didn't really um i knew there was more to life than what um was presented to me by um like my close family members and stuff sure. and especially people in wisconsin aren't they they don't really talk a lot about their feelings and that sort of thing and so I kind of kept my mouth shut. And a lot of times I was just thinking. But then when people are like, oh, he's shy, you're shy. When people tell you that, then you, that's what you hear. And then when you feel that same feeling, you're like, oh, that must be shyness that right. I'm experiencing right, right now. Oh, uh, sometimes you label yourself as being something like even mistakenly because somebody's told you something so much. That's what I'm saying. Right. And, I, and I, I, I think that really shapes a lot of our personality. Whereas if someone, if someone would have been like, um, hey, you, you look pensive right now and explain to me what that meant, of course. Um, my life experience would have been a lot different than like, are, are you sad right now? Because I wasn't sad until I found out that this pensiveness feeling was like, oh, that's what sadness is. Oh, that's a bad thing. So now when I'm sitting here thinking about this, like this is a bad thing, and then, and then there being a feedback loop, and that create, I think that created a lot of kind of depression in my life. Um, so that, that's all that I was trying to say with kind of how, how we label things 
Um, I think that's very interesting though. Like, I yeah. mean, I do think that like labeling in general, like, I mean, obviously, you know, some things need fucking labels. You need to know what the soup is from the dog food in the supermarket and stuff like that. But, and I'm, I'm way into instincts and I think we have a lot of, uh, our just natural genetic drive and everything plays an enormous factor. I, I'm much more about that than social influences, but, um, my, th- my thing is this, the, the only thing I was going to mention on that topic is this idea that like even the idea that like I think in political debates at the moment there's become this inherent like desire and I don't know if it's always been a thing I know it's always to a certain degree been a thing but now it seems like everything needs to be divided into a label of like this person's a you know a liberal or a lefty or a you know or a whatever like everyone has to be I know like there was a product on the news just the other night where you can now like it's an app and you can like put it up to the products at the supermarket and it'll tell you like how what party they give their political donations to and stuff right. and this whole thing where everything has to be like well i can't buy that because it's i mean and you know and then you're getting into the area of um you know the stereotyping and profiling stuff and the thing is is that uh, is that and this has to do with analysis paralysis as well i mean you aren't even consciously aware of what most of your most of the work your brain is doing is under your conscious awareness. You just got up, went and got that beer and came back and the amount of work that your brain did to move your legs and keep that balance and everything that you weren't even thinking about is as far as, far as uh, amount of like megabytes, if, if, if you're breaking this uh-huh. down in a computer, that's far more processing is taking place doing that than this... Uh, intellectual conversation that might seem challenging or whatever to people uh, people people listening to this uh, are, are driving and watching the road they're doing something that is more you're saying that it's, they're using more of their brain to do what they're doing right now than them being like wow these guys are really uh, really smart i don't understand what they're talking about and and that's and if that is the case that's my fault because i'm just doing a poor job of conveying my ideas um but don't worry no one's ever said that sentence about this podcast (laughs) (laughs) no no one's ever said these guys are really smart i can't understand what they're talking about about this podcast right right right. i've never got i've never got an itunes review that said that i'm saying that that you (laughs) even the idea that we're trying to maybe sound intelligent right now is is rather silly in a um if you if you were to uh, they they can't build a they can't build an artificial intelligence that can tell um you know your your kitchen sink there it's like what is that and for a computer to do that you would need to load in every single sink that there is every design of sink that there is from right. every angle and everything else and and for it to be there's no like broad parameters where something can be like oh that thing has four legs and then this flat part and a back yeah that's a chair a computer can't really do that and then the moment it would figure it out all you'd have to do is turn it slightly adjust the lighting in the room have to start all over again with that process the amount of computation that our brain is doing just for you to hit that joint right now is way more than us to have a bunch of high um conversation and the irony is that by doing that i'm fighting a battle against it at the same time (laughs) (laughs) hang on someone's attacking us from the rear when we're trying to do something we were part of this (laughs) we told the legs to go and get that oh no um (laughs) we've brought in our own enemies (laughs) it's like america we've had to like oh well no we're with iran now we're on their side now i don't know what's going on either um that's interesting to me what you say about that though because about the idea of 
uh, artificial intelligence? Like, where do you think we are? Like, you know, because you, if you listen to someone like Ray Kurzweil, you know, yeah, he's an interesting like, man. you know, and the idea the, of the, the singularity. singularity yeah. Like, I mean, he's an some exciting of- man to listen to. Right. Um, I think that it's been my experience. The most excited I've ever been listening to scientists uh, do a, a TED talk or whatever it might be, I'm usually like, wait a second. Right. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> because. This sounds too good to be true. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because, um, because as, as someone who's da- try, been trying to dabble a bit into science and, and read some not even popular science books, but like actual journals and stuff. A lot of science is exceptionally boring, and that's where a lot of the truth is. Um, and and right. so sometimes when things are that exciting, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, the oh fuck, um, it was uh, the, uh, what what got me into how much how much our brains before that it was. Um, we were talking about something else. I'm not even the high one. Um, it doesn't matter. I. I hope that Ray Kurzweil is right. Uh, I, do you? I can I consider myself a transhumanist. Um, and what, I and do when think, you say that, what do you mean by that? I think that um, technology is um, is a very promising hope, and maybe the only hope for humanity. Right. I mean, I I, I tend to agree with you on that. And when you know, we were talking about those eleven, those evolutionary aspects that are necessary to evolve, and we were talking about the idea of you know damaged people and broken people, and and you know there is probably an argument made that the way our society's evolved is people aren't like the unnecessary people don't die off anymore. Like in the uh, old yeah, days, that's, that's what happened. That's right? an interesting thing. There's a there's a lot of problems with the modern society and all these kind of hiccups, like big cities, for example. All I mean, and I mean in an evolutionary sense, in a sense of us trying to move forward and like save ourselves and become whatever it is, is that we're going to become. Oh yeah, we're pampering all these like idiots like me that are just like jumping off of cliffs and like I should have. <laughs> they they would have been. They would have been. The tribe would have been fucking moved on by now. They forgot I Leave existed. Him. Oh no, he's no, dead. He's gone. Uh, he's out of the gene pool sorry and 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 that's why we have a fear of heights is because guys like me got fucking weeded out exactly now there's too many safety nets for idiots like me and i can move into my parents basement and not work for three months and all that kind of stuff right we we don't get weeded out but 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 i don't think we also have quite understood and it was what you were saying before about a capacity of our brains to keep up with the like you know, the te- the technologies that moves forward, I, our brains are definitely not built for the world that we built for ourselves. The and, speed of evolution, and, like that is that is necessary. We're right. going going forward and forward so quickly right. that we. I mean, even this current debate around the nude photos on the internet, it was really interesting to see how different that was to the debate three or four years ago when nude photos went on the internet. Because people even morally have gone to a point where going, no, we have a moral position on this now, which is. So these were stolen and we shouldn't be looking but no one knew like three years ago people were just like there's nude pictures on the internet like no one had you know but we, I, I noticed that we've caught up a bit and you go oh yeah we change our brains work better we start to talk about it's privacy and all like these sort of things YouTube about- comments even and I mean this is hard for me to admit because there's still brutal watching um, looking at YouTube comments yeah. but they're better than they used to be even the bad ones are really? a lot more sensible than they used to be because I'm not even the biggest fan of myself. Sometimes you right. don't like me, fucking, I get it. Yeah, but 
You think but, I'd be doing this if I liked me? <laughs> <laughs> if I just had a normal sense of self-esteem? Uh, but I wouldn't I, need to be posting my shit on YouTube and then reading the comments. Clearly, I, I don't like myself. Seriously. <laughs> I knew this was going to go badly. Literally, the minute I started reading this, I was the creator and manifester of my own destiny. I have peeked under here fully knowing what is under there. Like, there's something that has driven me here. You think you can say anything that compares to that? Yeah, you think yeah. you can write anything? That compares no. to the psychology that drove not. me to read what you're going to write in the first place. I mean, most of the jokes that I've written are from a place that is so miserable. <laughs> <laughs> like the shit that I had to think about to think of this joke that you think sucks. Oh my well, God. You have no idea how much it sucked thinking of that oh joke. God. I'm not just that joke. The 999 <laughs> other worst jokes that I rejected. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, this is the best the stuff. Best. <laughs> I had to hear. You didn't have to hear all the other ones. I had to hear them. Some of them I still hear. Some of yeah. them are still in there like, give me another go, coach. <laughs> Fucking the Rudy. The Rudy of jokes. Right. And they're trying to get out. I, I throw Rudy out there once in a while. It's always the worst. So bad. Never ran a yard. Never ran a yard. My, mine is either two ways, and I have like I know even what those jo- like I have them in my head. Then they and they go, um, they go out when the show's either going really really well. So like in the game where you're so far ahead that you can give Rudy a run, and it doesn't matter if Rudy drops the ball when it gets thrown to Rudy. Or the second one is if the gig is going so badly that I think, well, you know what, Rudy, Rudy can do no more damage here today. This is. <laughs> and then Rudy works just destroys there right. in that shit gig like oh you wow. guys wanted Rudy <laughs> I mean Rudy well because Rudy knows how to die you know what I mean like Rudy knows how to just yeah. not yeah. a big game occasion yeah, Rudy. Yeah. that's the problem uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem, that's the problem. <laughs> um, so let's go back then now to um uh what happens post you so tell us so what what was the actual diagnosis on you know, your injury what happened next after i landed or when well, i got to the hospital I, okay pick it up from um, wherever you think it's most interesting well i mean there was a lot of um and this will this will be the second time I um, I've now talked about some of this stuff on a podcast, and so hopefully I'll I'll be a little more concise. Um, but there was um, there see the the trouble with telling a story like this is it's one of the interesting psychological things is you catch yourself turning it into like a real hero story. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and so I'm trying to be wary to not um, uh, exaggerate uh, what I went through and everything. Like, like, you know, it was 117 hours. <laughs> <laughs> It probably felt like 500. You want to say 127 hours. You say 127 hours, but that's not what fucking happened. (laughs) I mean, sure. I understand the point you're making. Oh, 
Well, I think we can. Uh, no, we should. Anyway. We, we should give it one of those Hollywood movie uh, yeah, you know, things yeah, where it's yeah. like uh, why, why based, based on a true story, right? Inspi- inspired by true events. Yeah. Um, well, the pain. Tell me about the. Is it? Can I ask you about the pain? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You can ask me about absolutely anything. So. I'll tell you what I found the mm. most interesting. It was absolutely painful. Of course, it's absolutely painful. Because I, I always wonder I, about that. Is it painful straight away? Is there any period where it's not painful? Right away. And then is really... I said, oh, I just broke both my heels. Like, as fast as it could come out yeah. of my mouth. I heard... Yeah, you could just... One of my feet breaking. Um <sighs> From my inside, oh it rattled also- up through my bones, and then, and if you aren't familiar with hearing, it's sound vibrations coming through and hitting a bone, and that's why, um, kind of, uh, that was the evolution of hearing in the first I place. I wonder if people at home just had the same, I wonder, like, I'd really like to know, I'm, I'm asking people, hit me on the Facebook page or tweet me or whatever, but let me know if when Shane just told that story, you had to crack your own back and neck, because I had a <laughs> physical reaction to that, yeah. where I literally had to just roll my, my body was like... Like, I just need to... Ah! Yeah, I ow. know. I should show you the hole in my foot. Oh, my God. Um, but I... Um, so, I, I heard that. I said... I just broke both my heels. Mm-hmm. And then Mikey must have thought I was, like, joking or something. Went to go and jump. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! And then he's like, oh, wait, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I think I just... Yeah, I, you need to walk, go around, and count. And it took him, like... Felt like for 20, 30 minutes just to get around to 127 me. hours. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm using that 117 hours of my act. Just, yeah. I got to write that down. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, so, <laughs> um, so first off, and this would be a better one to ask Mikey because this is a 127 hours moment. I yeah. did. It was too steep for anyone to help me down okay. off of this like mountain thing. Oh. And so I had to crawl down for a couple of hours. It was a couple of hours. Right. Um, and um, I had to, you know, the crab walk where um, we did it in elementary school. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, uh, sure. it, your yep. belly's facing the yep. ceiling and you're on all fours. Yeah. Um, well, I had, so like a, a, an exorcist, uh, sort of like down the stairs, sort of backwards yeah, walk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah crab I walk. Think, Is that what they call it? Crab walk. Right? Yeah, I think so. I think most people get it probably. Um, my left foot's completely fucked. I know that. Right. I knew that within a few minutes, um, that for sure I wasn't over exaggerating my circumstances. And then my right one, I was like, I think I chipped my chipped or cracked my heel. It's not too severe. On my right one, I can still use my right toes, um, and so I just was able to use my right toes and both my hands. That crab walk, like I don't know, a couple miles or something down God. this uh, mountain, and it took so long, wow. and it was really irritating. Um, uh, my overwhelming thought was just of how irritated I was. Uh, the most interesting thing was, and I'll go back to the moment of impact um, because that was where uh, um, I thought it was kind of thought-provoking uh, instantly. And I'm glad because I, you must meditate, right? Or, I, I have you, meditated. I don't you, know the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm think, oh, okay. I, 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 this is a topic that's come up a little bit on the podcast lately because mm. it's one of the things that I'm looking to get back into. Doing. I fell out of it recently too. And I just started earlier this year. I don't know much about it. I've learned whatever you can learn about meditating, doing a guided. I do this... Um, 
get some headspace app um you know just doing that every day for four months and um australian guy actually um and it but it helped me create space between my feelings and myself and like kind of observe what i was feeling and okay yeah i know and, what you mean. and note it sure um that's that, that, that's a lot of meditation is kind of noting what you're feeling that's really interesting to me because i think like intellectually uh i often find myself distancing myself from like real lifetime threatening you know if something like if you're in a space where you're being threatened or something bad's going on or something terrible happens intellectually i find myself really easily to distance myself of going well this would be a good story later or like yeah. i know this is just a thing that's happening and for good or for bad we'll get through like you know but i don't know if under physical like you know, in a circumstance like that when it's a physical thing whether i would have the capacity to be able to separate those things i don't think i'm at a stage where i could use anything that i have that i know about myself or that i have to be able to do what you've just described to me i think i would just be too overwhelmed by pain and maybe yeah i mean listen i'm not a buddhist i'm uh, just lazier but i um, <laughs> i i i <laughs> um um, but I put me in traffic, cut me off in traffic. I'm not fucking separating myself from anything. Yeah. I am murdering you is in my okay. head. So we all have our things. I, well, not the opposite of that. I've experienced a lot of, um, physical pain in my life, just being an adrenaline junkie. And I'm, um, in a way, a small part of me is, um, a little bit fond of it and, and, Right. In, okay. in, in an odd way sure. that I've never really been able to put my finger on. But at this moment, I was able to put my finger on something that was interesting, which was that when I broke both of my feet uh, at the same time, I knew within a second that I had broken both of my heels. And I knew that the, the, my life had just changed, changed for at least the foreseeable um, future. Right. And I knew I was in store for uh, one of the worst days of my life and, um, and that it was probably going to be some recovery. I knew all of those things. And then at the same time, and it was horrifically painful. Uh -huh. And at the same time, there was this really interesting feeling of, of just like, I want to live. <laughs> And, and what's especially interesting it's the, it's the almost falling off the ladder right i want to live yeah, i didn't yeah. want to i didn't go oh, i wish i had fallen off that ladder you're like no 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 i'm alive i'm a human being and i need to soak up everything right now right right unfortunately i can't stand up so i have to crab walk <laughs> down a mountain for two hours but for 117 hours i have to crab walk down a fucking mountain <laughs> but after that on that journey, in those 117 hours, I had some thinking time. <laughs> <laughs> and I made myself a bucket list. <laughs> That's the sequel to your movie. You do the first one like about you know, your trauma, and then the second one's you doing all the things that you decided you were going to do yeah. in the first one. It's a much lighter take, the second one. The first one's a real harrowing drama. Yeah, and the second one's just a fun movie. <laughs> Bruce's Million stuff. <laughs> Just, just don't create the bucket list before you cut your arm off. Otherwise, right. it's like, uh, you know, 
um, if, yeah, if, swimming like, and bench pressing. Right, a whole, <laughs> oh, 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 well, there goes my bucket list. Being in the village, people. I mean, you can't do YMCA <laughs> with one arm. I'm sorry. Although maybe if you've always wanted to be in Def Leppard. That, I, mean, I like a, that you're sorry <laughs> that you can't do YMCA. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just a cold, hard truth <laughs> just, about life. I mean, we're, that you can't do YMCA. I'm so sorry, man. Like, you, <laughs> We are a village people you who attribute that, that and we can't. To, to the next uh, amputee that you see, be like, listen, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I know what you can't I mean, how do. You even, how do you even go to weddings? Like, seriously. I mean, is there always, a, is there ever a point in a wedding where you just go, this, this feels like a hate crime, that they've even played this while I'm here? They're just mocking you. Did you see the Kanye story out of Sydney? No. Kanye West and his cons. I actually, I'm not across all the facts of this story. So I don't really, actually, you know what? I'm going to Google it because that, that'll be a better way of me um, actually kind of at least revealing what the half truth that is in the newspaper is. But essentially the story is that Kanye uh, Sid, at a Sydney concert he was doing got everybody to stand up and there's some conjecture over what happened next but he either demanded that some people in wheelchairs get out of their seats <laughs> oh my god like the lord <laughs> or like yeah like he was gonna I don't know if <laughs> like he was gonna I mean, heal him like an evangelical preacher I right, should say here we go oh yeah here we, uh, uh, try, oh, so here's the headline here we go let's have a look at this Kanye West shock fans in Australia uh, when he halted a concert after two fans failed to stand up for him, even though one was in a wheelchair and the other had a prosthetic limb. <laughs> wow. It, I wish I could have laughed the moment I heard that. And I was even knowing what it was, even you telling me, I was still just taken back by... That seems like something I would do in a club, like right. not knowing the situation of what is going on and not realizing that I just made this horrible faux pas. And then you're in the newspaper for demanding, demanding that the cripples walk. Amazing. But... It goes back to that point of sometimes people don't trust, you know, don't test the limits of what we're capable of, what we could do. Tell me this, what if Kanye had done that and through the spirit of the occasion and just like, like in one of those almost like Christian revivalist healing the infirm sort of moments that these people got up and walked just because Kanye was willing to fucking challenge our perceptions of maybe the only reason that they'd never walked before was that no one at a big concert uh, no like that fucking demanded that they could, right? They never, well, they never had their favorite celebrity encourage them to, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I would be like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm reasonably motivated, but I'd be more motivated if, like, you know, a Richard Pryor I mean, this, appeared to me in dreams and gave I, me advice or whatever. I mean, if I had, if I was like Keith and Peel or had a sketch show or something, right. that would be the sketch this week is just Kanye going around yelling at, <laughs> <laughs> yelling at people to cure them. I mean, and the great thing is, because this is how all that stuff actually works anyway, is eventually he would either convince enough people they were cured or they would come up with some way of like faking a few that were cured. Right, that right. He would then believe that he actually was curing people. <laughs> yeah, like, you know? yeah. He acts like he has superpowers. That reminds me of what I had forgotten we were talking about earlier. Oh, if, okay, uh, I hope people don't mind us skipping around a bit. 
And when I was talking about the artificial intelligence mm -hmm. and uh, the amount of work that our brain is doing, jumping to conclusions. Yes. Well, you don't know the amount of conclusions that your brain is jumping to every day to put just one foot in front of the other right. or whatever. And the, the thing is, a lot of these little shortcuts that our brains take to be like, okay, let's not sort out the math on taking every little step. Sure. Yeah, we trip once in a while. But but that's a lot easier than just every time. Having to examine to, every step yeah. so carefully that you never tripped. Right. Yeah. And we compromise and, a little on uh, safety for speed. Right. <laughs> and and that's very much um, the kind of the foundation of prejudice and right. um, general insight, uh, which is... 99 if not 99.9 percent for including the stuff that we aren't consciously aware of that your brain is jumping to these conclusions it is absolutely right it right. is often saving your life it is often helping you yeah and um and it's just that very very scary part of the time that's the 0.1 percent that it is incorrect right so um yeah yeah, that, yeah yeah that's absolutely correct so okay. that, that that was the thing that i missed earlier um and got us into the conversation in the first place this but what was interesting about feeling like i wanted to live mm -hmm. to me and i'm trying to um not to do material on the show i haven't really i i've never talked about this on stage but this is something that i think would be interesting to talk of about of course it would be it, it's, i mean yeah it, that, well, I've been working some I mean, of it into some I would of have, my act. I mean, I would have had those two thoughts when I literally, when I landed, my two thoughts would have been, uh, firstly, yeah. I want to live. And secondly, so I can uh, make this into an award-winning show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and perhaps that is, um, uh, that was a helpful factor in creating separation too, was that comedian can always be like, material, mm -hmm. it's material. Uh, Joe Schmo working in the factory right. can't be like, yeah. well, this is going to benefit. I mean, me this will be good country. for me. Yeah, this will be good for me in the long run. It won't be. No, <laughs> no not at all. No, like I mean, at the moment, like Shane's a stand-up comedian who can't stand up, right? Which is funny in itself. Yeah. So yeah, he's already. You know what? This will actually pay for stuff. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He'll recoup his costs of whatever he's losing right now. Right. It'll Which come is a tremendous yeah. amount. <laughs> Let me just reiterate. Right. I've been living amount. in my parents' basement and now kind of living out of my car. I am interested in that. I'm, I, uh, want, I want to get to that, but we'll we'll get we'll go through in order so that we the, don't. Miss yeah, things. no, I, I love jumping around. Um, I, and um, so so what was interesting and the joke I'm trying to write about it because this is like something that is just so true that this is you know I tried to take notes and write about this a lot yep and one of the things i stumbled across was how when i thought about that why i wanted to live so much what was so interesting is that on your given day uh yeah life i don't know i could take it. <laughs> 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 you know, like i i mean and i thought of this and i don't know if <laughs> let me know if this has been done because if it hasn't it i'm doing it uh -huh. and it should be because it's an interesting thing to note is that i sometimes wake up from a horrific nightmare of like being chased by cops and murdered by gangbangers or the same whatever it might be and i wake up oh 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 thank god i didn't actually rape a person <laughs> <laughs> or whatever <laughs> I may have revealed too much just now and, and I wake up 
and then and then I or be raped by yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm yeah that's, that's what that's the nightmare better. is that's what it'll be. Let, let me yeah. let me edit that nightmare yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually the bigger nightmare for me is having done something oh, yeah, of be, being no, liable of for, for yeah, like yeah, something fucking horrific yeah. Yeah. Um, is way scarier to me than like the idea of dying like oh, being yeah, responsible for and, and so I do think I have a lot of nightmares about like hey don't don't make this shitty decision and be a fucking horrible person. So anyhow, the point is, is I'll wake up in bed and be, and be like, whew, oh, good thing that's not real. Kind of look around a little bit. Oh, ugh, life. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll go back to bed. There's like... I know I'm going back to a reality in which clowns are chasing me with fucking knives and just willingly just go like, I'm going back there. So, oh, man. Um, <laughs> and, 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 the, and the idea mm-hmm. is that, so what's, what's really interesting is, again, we're talking about emotions mm-hmm. and how they drive us. If you were a computer and you had no emotions and you were just analyzing crunching the data yeah looking you you check your levels once in a while and you have a self-destruct thing you can hit if it's shit's not working out you know let the other robots handle things um if things were already kind of borderline like "Eh, things are going okay i'm getting a little close to that self-destruct button and then you broke break both of your feet yeah and can't walk and and your life now your um your well being has just diminished dramatically significantly from already where it was where yeah. you were already in a place that you weren't fully really appreciating that much you would think that that would be like all right <laughs> let's hit yeah. that self destruct right. and that was the opposite of That's what I felt yeah yeah and um, why do you think that was well um and I think, how did I, think you feel? I think the evolutionary reason. Um, for it is more interesting, but I think neurologically it's um, it's um, a little more straightforward, which is just endorphins mm-hmm. just kicking in. I mean, that's all heroin or uh, morphine is, is these natural endorphins that you have. They, they just make these synthetic version that is a bit more powerful and tricks your brain into taking more of them. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a great um, feeling that makes you feel like everything is going to be okay, uh, even if you're sucking dick for heroin. <laughs> Everything's gonna be just fine. It's a powerful drug, and, <laughs> and so heroin helps you suck dick with a smile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just happy about it. Just like no, I still feel like I'm on the right path. Means to an end. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think everyone else is the fool. Yeah, yeah. Like from my perspective, right, right, I'm right. fine with this. Literally, I suck one guy's dick, <laughs> and then I get to take some heroin, and then, and then I and get to. Oh, what? You're you're going to an office for twelve hours a day and driving you to suburbs for your angry conversation while watching that soap opera. Guess what I did with my day today? You you go suck two dicks <laughs> and had two bags of heroin. You go every Sunday. You go and you give ten percent of your income yeah. to hear the most boring man possible, a man that's never lived, tell you about this idea of this afterlife of perfection. You give ten percent 
of your income for this idea. They're selling you a product that they will never have to give you. What are we? When do we get this product? Oh, when you're dead. Uh, okay, yeah. sounds legitimate. Yeah. People are paying. <laughs> people are paying for this. You just suck one dick one and dick. get to feel heaven. I mean, I've never done heroin, but. It must be heaven. It, I, I mean, it must be the closest thing that I mean, there if is. You inte- into, if you intellectualize it like that, and I know <laughs> we're kind of like scraping over maybe some of the, you know, terms and conditions, some of those things that have in a medical ad at the start, they'd be like, oh, by the way, uh, there are some other downsides of doing a lot of heroin, but you know. But there must be part of you that's like, if you're honestly going to, so imagine intellectualizing it now. Right. Like, do you waste, like, say there is no heaven, Right. right, which most likely is the scenario, right? Right. There is no heaven. Right, so say that's true. Just for the sake of any argument, whatever you believe, just imagine that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? So there's no heaven. Would you... So haven't you... And this is the only opportunity we have to have heaven. Who has wasted their life out of those people? <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Like one of them has experienced the ultimate kind of like heaven on earth that you can experience. <laughs> Better- sure, they had to suck a few dicks. Better but scenario. The other one heard the same fucking book read over and over every fucking Sunday. We didn't masturbate for years and felt horrible when they even did because apparently the book said it couldn't. I don't know. Even didn't know that. Repressed all their fucking feelings. Got electroshock. Fucking prejudice against people that they didn't even really understand why they had to hate. Like, <laughs> or someone who was like, I'll suck anyone's dick if they've got some money for heroin. No judgments here, mate. <laughs> You know that whole Jesus story? I, I just have a mattress. I get it, Jesus. I get it. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. guys are fucking idiots. Uh, um, and an um, alternative and similar thought experiment is you get up to heaven. Mm. St. Pete unzips his fly. Right, just gonna get, yeah. So this is how it works, guys. What Bible are you guys reading? Right, this now? Is... <laughs> what if the Bible started as live life the way you want? Just know that once you get up there, you just right. gotta suck this dude's dick. One. And then you're, just one and dick. Then one dick. One dick. Perfection for the rest of eternity. No, imagine if they found, you know, there's always been that rumor that like there's missing chapters of the Bible or whatever. And they just found a bit at the end that went, it was like the explanations of, oh, and here's the bit where you get to heaven. And it was just a series of really fucked up shit. (laughs) Just like the the whole book. Oh, you know, we believe. Oh, yeah, but there's also this thing. Yeah, you got to say, this guy's dick. (laughs) You got to like. That's, it's such, oh my. And as, as I'm saying that, I'm like, that's as funny as it does make me feel bad for like you have a listener right now it's like well i don't necessarily i'm not on board with all of will's beliefs and uh, yeah spirit my spirituality is important to me but i listen to it because he's interested and just now they were just like unfucking subscribe suck saint saint pete's <laughs> fucking dick you know what i have actually uh, interestingly enough and maybe i don't after that but um the thing that i like i get a bit of feedback about this about the podcast is that most people because my attitude is this very simply like and i think hopefully most people get this that i don't fucking know anything i don't know like i don't even know how much i know the things that i think i know right 
and I'm constantly re-examining them and if I get better information and if someone like provokes me in a way, I will change my mind and become a different person and all those sort of things. Hell, but God I'm, might just jump down here one of these days and be like, here I am. Well, fuck, there right. you are. Okay. Oh, sure. Oh, no, no. My bad. My absolute bad. <laughs> Like if the scientists, I get, I'm not going to be like, no, you aren't. If no, doing just magic well, shit. Let's, all let's over say the do place. it the climate science way. I subscribe to climate the, the the idea that like you know man-made global warming, right? Because 97 percent of like climate scientists say yeah. that that's what's happening, and I think you can even be a little bit suspicious about you know. Well, it's interesting to look at the payrolls of the three percent who don't agree that it's happening. Right. So if independent scientists, it's really. Like, I mean, it really is pretty much all the people we've outsourced to think about that. And they, there's like a person on Fox News that's like, maybe there is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, but that's... <laughs> and uh, like considering that, that's like, whoa. Yeah, so it's one of those things where I think... So it, to use that as an analogy, I, I don't know. So on this podcast, what I'm saying is I don't know about climate science. Like, I don't know. I don't know if global warming is actually happening. I have no fucking idea. The people who say it's not happening and it's a liberal conspiracy may be right. I hope they are. Because to be honest, that is the best thing that would happen for all of us if they just fluked it and they were right. But as a society, I, I can never be smart enough to know whether it's right or not. I can't be. We've op In a society, we have to go, well, we've let these guys take care of this area. And they've trained in this area and they think about this area and this is theirs to make decisions on. And right. at the end of the day, if they all agree that this is a thing. So if all the scientists came and went, hey, I, you know, when we were mucking around with the Hadron Collider and, you know, I know the God particle was just a name, but we actually, we actually found God. Like, yeah. like we can scientifically prove there's God and here's how it all works and whatever. I'd be like, all right, well, I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess that is what it is now. Right, I mean, right. I'd, I'd have some follow-up questions. <laughs> right. <but I'm> like, <laughs> But my point is, like, I'm not, I don't think I am closed minded to that sort of thing. But I think that when we talk about St. No Nick one wants to think of themselves as closed minded. And I would, true. I would admit that I probably am um, a little bit closed minded because I, I have an unfair two, two believers out there. And my, my, my beefs are with organized religion and the people in charge of it, not believers. But um, I, my life as a skeptic, as a young man living in a place where that wasn't a thing and I just thought I was completely crazy and I yeah. uh, had to keep it to myself, it made my life absolutely uh, miserable. And and I, um, I've made peace with all of that and I've moved forward and um, I'm not... I, I'm not about doing podcasts about, hey, how, how stupid this person's belief. I did have a phase like that for yeah. a while. No, 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 I think and that's natural for anyone who's like... Because so much of it is ridiculous. This is the thing that I, this, and this goes to your point and we'll keep exploring your point. But the thing that I wanted to say is that's why I, ne I don't ever make, I don't mind making fun of those weird, because the thing that I, people have to know, even religious people have to know, I know they don't have to believe this, yeah. but they have to know this if they're using their brain, how your brain should be used, is right. that whatever you believe, even if there is a God, it's like the whatever ridiculous rituals and like sayings and versions, like you know, it, you believe in just one, like you, right. just because where you're born, you got the right God, that thing, right? Right. Like right, there right. might be one that everyone's reflecting in the way that they've got that message. Like say that that was the thing that right. the 
that one God has been interpreted by all these people in the different sort of ways, right? And you stumbled across it. Right. It just is ridiculous that yours is like the yeah. one that would be that, right? You don't believe in any of the other religions. You only believe in yours, right? So I don't mind making fun of any of those bits and pieces. Right, Like right. I think it's totally someone's right to believe that. It, because here's what I would say. There's so many things that we can't explain, right? So many things. Right, right. Right? We can talk, you can talk all day, you can read all day, the smartest people in the world can talk all day. And there's still so much of the world like that we can't explain, that is intangible. But as we've got, uh, like, you know, as we've lived longer and longer, we've explained more and more shit, right? That tends to be yeah. what happens. Like there's we're, a- we're, we tend to be zeroing in on um, a better approximation of what reality seems to be in the sense of we're able to replicate these findings yeah. and make predictions about future circumstances based on them. And they're also falsifiable, which is very important right. where things like religion may not be. Um, uh, and the only thing that I would say, I, I'm, uh, I mean, I just spent um, the last three months in the Midwest with a whole bunch of wonderful, amazing religious people that took mm-hmm. very good care of yeah, me. Right? I'm not shitting on uh, religious folk. I'm sure I have loving uh, family members probably listening to this right now. This no, is no, just but, how I feel about things. No, and, but I, but I, but I agree with you. Like, because I don't think this is, and I think, I think this is where you get problematic if you go through that ardent atheist period right. where it's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Right, right. Like, there absolutely. is heaps of great things. We, I'm not saying that we let's find a way to keep all the good things right and that's my thing about the world perspective can can we just get to a point where we agree on the stuff that we've proved now can right. we stop arguing about the stuff and give the religious people a break on like it doesn't make them an idiot that they now can say look, look there was fucking dinosaurs yeah. i believe in god but i'm not gonna fucking deny that there was dinosaurs because it makes me look like an idiot when i have conversations and we should be cool with that as well use yep. whatever you want to explain the shit that we don't know about yet you know, mm. like, let's agree on all the stuff that we've gone, okay, we've proved all this and this is what we know. And whatever you want to, how do you want to explain all the shit we can't explain yet? Explain it that way until we come up with, like, you know, what it actually is. But can't we just agree on all the shit that actually is there so that we can move forward a little bit and progress a little bit? Because this other shit is getting in the way majorly at the moment. Right. And, well, especially when you bring up global warming or something like that, where it's like you're actually possibly endangering um people by denying that uh, take oil might be a better example for me okay. whereas if um because i dated a geochemist who uh from mit got her phd in geochemistry from mit very knows more about rocks than anyone you're likely to meet mm-hmm. um now, i've met the rock the wrestler <laughs> i'm not sure how but i have met him and so. um and she yeah. now works for some oil company trying to find oil. That's who they hire oh, to yeah, try right. to find oil. Now, scientists are trying to find oil. They're saying we're running out of oil. Mm-hmm. You hear that, you go, oh, they'll figure it out. Well, what you might not realize is that the they that you're talking about is the people saying no? Right. He'll figure it out. <laughs> it's like, it, 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 you know, it, it, like someone after a show Mm-mm. being like, yeah, "I got one for you. I, I, I never tie my shoelaces right." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you go. You run with it. Yeah, you, you, you'll, you'll figure. No, you'll, you you'll, the, you'll, get you at it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's your in your hands yeah. now. I know that that's a funny thing that I can't tie my shoelaces right. And you're, you're sitting there going, well, I'm kind of the expert. I'm saying, right. hey, I don't, I don't see what's funny about your 
one shoelace being a little tighter than the other shoelace. I don't, I don't think that there's anything funny about that. Right. Uh, no, no, no. This is no. It's almost like <laughs> it's almost like even worse than that because it's like someone coming. It's like you coming out and saying, "Hey, rape jokes aren't funny." For example, just to use that as right. an example, you come out and strongly said, "Hey, guys." rape jokes aren't funny and then he comes up to you and goes no no I've got this premise you run with that and you're like no 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 well I've, I've already warned you <laughs> yeah, like, this no. is I'm the guy who knows don't right, think right. that you can just throw this in and go no no now you got it no right, right. we've been looking there ain't no oil I'm sorry but then aren't we so but we've got to be like transitioning into that's why it seems so like we don't think forward enough as a world don't you think like that's the thing for First me first off I don't do a fucking thing to but, help oh, yeah, anything. I mean, I have this podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just started one. I'm changing yeah, the world man. too, man. Um, so let's let's be fucking clear about our place oh, and no, things. I, I'm, I'm my own existence is endangering everyone else's. <laughs> but we're, it, we're the problem, not the solution. off themselves this moment. But but um, uh, 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 all I was trying to say is if uh, here's a good example. If you're offended by any of this, mm-hmm. one I don't m- mean to be, but maybe this will make you feel better. I have a joke about Bigfoot. It's not offensive in any way. No one's ever been offended. It's a cute little joke. I did it to open um, before my special, which is on Netflix. Um, you can hack what Netflix in Australia. It's called Mating Season. And um, and, and if people uh, watch uh, it, they should rate it. Yeah, well. rate it five That's stars. Good. And um, and so I um, I did. I released this joke as some bonus footage. Mm-hmm. I just recorded extra stuff to release as bonus footage. And then, because of Google Alerts, pops up a thing, and like, what's this about? Turns out the Bigfoot people got a hold of my right. joke about how ridiculous the show Finding Bigfoot was. Yeah. And the guy that posted it was like the kind of person that I hope is listening. Okay. This guy that posted it, it was like, um, hey... Sometimes you got to have a laugh at some of your, uh, yeah, we're, we're into these things. It's important to us, but sometimes you got to have a laugh. It, we all believe silly things. Person, right. that, that's a great person. Yeah. Every, all these people that commented on it, it's maybe, it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me, YouTube uh, comment wise. Uh, it was just like, this is the worst. You call this comedy. My favorite was that this guy was said, um, uh, Something along the lines of, this is the worst comedian I've ever seen. Not funny at all. And he goes, I mean, I guess he made a couple okay points. (laughs) (laughs) And I love how much he hated me. And at the same time, was still like, you know. Oh, oh, oh well, yeah. Clearly, He's a, he, they're not uh, nocturnal species. Right. Uh, yeah, why are we looking for them at night? The, I mean, that's that not was, their eyes aren't, aren't evolved for from every drawing. That's, he was just exploring his intellectual and his emotional response <laughs> to yeah. your work. So it was. Uh, that's I, that's really fun though because I agree with that. Like, there's heaps of things that I do that I'm the first person to make fun of me and the way that I yeah. live my life and the things that I think are important and, and like I get it. Like, I mean. 
I get the idea of loving to believe in the idea of something. Like I followed the worst, uh, like not the worst, I love them, but the least successful football team in the history of Australian rules football. I've followed them for all my life. I, I pay for the membership, like big membership every year. I really try to support the team. I help out at their like, things when I can, you know, like I really love this team. And they're so bad, they barely exist. They... <laughs> We're in one like Super Bowl, like a grand final, we call it. But like okay. in uh, 1954, they won, and they were in another one in 1961. That's it. So in my lifetime, yeah. never been in the grand final. I've never seen my team, and probably the Cubs. I may never. Like I literally may never. And some people are like, "Why do you barrack for them?" And I'm like, "It's just sometimes it's nice to like just believe in something and support it, and like kind of define yourself a little bit by you know I'm this oh. guy because so so often in life where you're like you know. I think that we should save our intel. Like sometimes it's nice. I get the idea of wanting to subscribe to something. The f- the way that I feel in football, where I can go, no, I just barrack for this team and win or loss. Like whether I I can fool myself into thinking maybe this season will be the season, and even though I probably know at the back of my mind that intellectually that's not going to be the case. Right. But I like the idea of believing it is the case. Now I understand that's not exactly what religion is, but I understand that some people yeah. are getting that out of religion. You oh, know? I mean, look, and and when we, I think we talked just for a moment the last time that i was on about just um uh meaning of life kind of uh in the context of like big and small things and um in the moment as opposed to i i I mean in this three and a half billion years that there's been life on earth you know these and these genes have been replicating and here we are these misfits of chance that just kind of are plopped here trying to sort things out and um and um uh, nothing i mean if you're looking at it from like a, a big bang point of view from a three and a half billion year and what's gonna happen in the next three and a half billion years none of us matter none of us none matter. of us matter in the slightest no, bit not, not even close i mean not even close but it's it, like maybe like a couple of people on the planet like matter you know it's important that like i mean whether they be good evil or indifferent or yeah. like they invent things or the one who take us to the next level of you know the person who has the breakthrough in art- artificial intelligence that or you know or the person who presses the, the bomb that ex- makes that nation makes extinct or whatever extinct but or literally like, like a handful of people that live on the planet over thousands of years are anyway really important and even but if all you make kind a of dent at the same time. that dent um, doesn't really matter, and there is no uh, universal good or bad or a- any right. of that. And there's just like genes that keep on being passed along, and it's rather sure. meaningless. However, uh, uh, we can still believe that we right now there is a reason to do this podcast there are uh, there are people that we know who might be listening there are, are strangers that we can reach out to we can we can i i just I like by the think- record in the future if you do, if we're ever going to do one and you do need to cancel it's now acceptable for you to ring me and go hey uh, i have to cancel today because you know how i believe that there's no real meaning to any of what we're doing and so i just today was like i mean why am i even <laughs> just that's fine that's an acceptable it's a broader i understand it's like it's not a personal insult it'd just be part of your broader philosophy that's amazing and in fact next time our (laughs) listeners have to like call into work or anything like that uh, just, just just explain to your boss that all of life is meaningless. Like, you're but not quitting or anything. You're just taking today off. Right. It's all because seriously, in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> if you can... No, no, don't even just say that. Challenge them. Just ask them. <laughs> say, 
hey, um, I'm thinking about t- taking today off. And they're like, why are you going to take today off? And say, just give me like one reason. Like, uh, just if you can honestly give me an explanation where in the grand scheme of <laughs> anything, it matters if I am here today, then. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, I'm going surfing. <laughs> And and to me that uh, I mean that's part of the fun of life. Um, but but I also I still think I still have very grand ideas right now. I think that there's people that are listening that are like, oh wow, what an interesting person. I would like to hear more from them. I would like to go to his show. And I can still feel and I can still believe and have faith in this idea that intellectually I know is absolutely ridiculous and silly. I'm not making a difference, but I I can still feel that. And I absolutely do. I do have like, you know, when I separate myself, I can separate the two, but how I live my life is based on. And I I don't actually have into any sort of intellectual reasoning uh, to go behind this, but do you think that part of, because we don't, there is no broader meaning, no greater meaning. You know, we know that we are essentially meaningless in the grand scheme of things. There's no objective, right? To, uh, that we're meaning. getting to. We're They're not getting subjective. to the end of the right. And but, subjective, but that's is why amazing. we choose subjective meaning, right? That's yeah. when. That's why we crave it and thrive it because that's only really. And that's why sometimes I think these people who pursue something so relentlessly, even in life, although they've made their own choices to do that or whatever, mm-hmm. but there is part of me that's kind of like, like. I mean, I just, I don't know if that's like, I don't know if that's any, like your, if you've like only done one thing and pursued something. So I look at someone like Rupert Murdoch. Okay. Right. I think about this quite a lot because I think about a lot of what's wrong with our society and you can't just blame one person for ruining an entire society. Like we're a society and we have responsibilities for what we buy and what we consume and all those sort of things. You know, he doesn't make us watch his TV shows and read his newspapers and all that sort of, but I don't, can't think of anyone in the last, you know, 50 years who is more responsible for the i mean politics and news is as terrible as what it is and in a society in a democratic society people are getting away with things when politics and news you know Mm -hmm. become like that they're so corrupt at so many levels in so many countries and the news media is not there in the right ways to take them into account anymore and so much of that is because of rupert murdoch yeah this is one person this one influ- person who just wanted to be relentlessly rich. And I wonder if at the end of his life, he's he's a guy that, yeah, okay, he was rich and successful or whatever in his own mind, but he has, and, you know, you could go, well, I worked for him and I had a great family and whatever. I'm not saying that everyone who works for him is terrible or anything like that. Like, I mean, it's hard not to work for him if you're a journalist these right. days, you know. But what he's done in his life to make our world worse it mm-hmm. will leave a lasting stain on how so many other things, you know, because if you don't have a strong media and like an independent media, then, you know, oh, the Fox News has allowed them to get away with so many things in America because of the cheerleading nature of like, you know, what that organization has become. Now, who, yeah, who it, is- I, I think it's I think it's not your right to make others suffer. I, I think that that's and, and even if everything is meaningless, I, I think that no one has a right to make others um uh, consciously has a right to make others suffer. And, and that's and why I like, like my dick-sucking heroin addict more than I like Rupert Murdoch. That's yeah, my point. Absolutely. Because she's never done me or he's never done me, whoever it was. I didn't really know who it was. <laughs> it was a boy or a girl. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I was drunk. They're on heroin. heroin. They're on heroin. Yeah. They don't care. This is my point. Even gender roles aren't important when you're on heroin. 
less damage to the world right. than Rupert Murdoch, in my opinion. And I know that's a weird example to draw, but I know who would be mo- more frowned upon. If you put like a dick-sucking heroin addict up and Rupert Murdoch up, people would point at the heroin addict and say, that is a terrible person for our society, right? Yeah, but really, at the end of the day, they're only hurting themselves. Right. Whereas Rupert Murdoch in his lifetime has like damaged our entire society through his own greed. Mm. So who is really the most terrible person out of those two people? Right, right. Yeah, I mean... It, it, it yeah it's it's so interesting and and the reason why subjectivity is is the is the real important part in in all of our lives is that if you so let's for a moment let's say that there's objective meaning mm-hmm. and let's find a way to quantify it this is something i've been thinking about lately um which is by the way just before you explain that can you keep that thought but uh, I think the caveat I want to put on that or the twist I want to put on that or the question that I want to post to you of that Rupert Murdoch thing is yeah. I also think if you think that life has no meaning, then why wouldn't Rupert Murdoch just fucking do whatever he wanted to do? Like there's part of me that goes, well, maybe he gets it more than anyone else gets it. You know, as in like he just went, well, you know what? I'll just fucking do what I want to do. Fuck everyone else. What right, do I care? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying you should do that, but I get that you could go to that mindset of like, well, you know, yeah, if this is all yeah. it is, I'm just going to get whatever I want out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I guess that's when, um, it, it's, it, that's a tricky question. And I don't know when, um, it, when subjectivity is in line with um, the coulds and the shoulds. And I, I, what, one of the okay. things that I, that I like about science is that it, it tries to be impartial and, uh-huh. and not say... This is just uh, what it is. is it doesn't... Or, I'm not going to say that right. it's a good thing or a bad um, thing. But <clears throat> along those lines, is say there was some objective meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, uh, I mean, the best I could come up with is basically what I said before. These genes are being passed on and if you were to measure some success, so uh, what's the most successful mammal... Well, in some objective measure, if, if aliens came down and we're just getting a reading of the mm-hmm. most genes and that'll determine the most successful mammal, um, that would be chickens. There's, um, there's about 30 billion chickens uh-huh. um, and, and, and chickens are, uh, are taken, they, they reach, they, they wouldn't in, in the wild have like a 15 year lifespan. That's right. Um, uh, instead, and I eat chicken. I'm not saying we shouldn't do this. I love uh-huh. the chickens are delicious. Um, but it doesn't make sense to feed a chicken after it's fully grown, which uh-huh. is like six months to a year. So they'll typically kill the, the chicken at that time and then, um, feed it to us. And that is like, so, so the chicken on a gene scale is the most successful species. Right. Now, if you look at a subjective meaning, what are chickens for? They're for my fucking belly. Right. <laughs> you know? And so I think chickens would probably probably wish there was a little less meaning sure. in, their, in, their, <laughs> in their lives. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that sometimes we do get a little too wrapped up in what it all means and i and i do wonder if um and it's a question i mean i started a new podcast where i'm just going around asking scientists that very question what makes us who we are Uh and um and so uh i'm very subjectively interested in all of that but at at the same time i think about what drives us for that uh like why do we care why the fuck do we care if there's meaning or not 
And I think it must be some sort of mechanism that has evolved that gives us this drive, just like our emotions do to jump up and go, I want to live. And that gives you this will to keep going, even though your circumstances have, have tremendously diminished. Um, and I, I think, because the thing is, when did you start thinking about the meaning of life? Very young, right? Yeah, or start so. asking like questions like that. I mean, I would say, I, I think maybe like, maybe not like end of primary school, but start of high school. So that would be like 11 or 12. Like that oh, sort really? of age, I think. Really? <laughs> Up until then, I don't think I was asking many questions about the like literal meaning of life. I don't think. Oh, like why are we here? You weren't. I don't think so. Oh, I was well. a far, I was a farm kid, okay. so I think I, I like. Here's what I remember. I remember inter, in into and also my dad's not religious, so right. I remember just from like I've always had a sense of like a bit of how the world works because right. a farm is always like a mic. Well, that's your whole world right, when right. you're a kid, and a farm all makes sense, and you can see how it all works. Like, you know, most kids, their dad goes off to work or whatever and comes home and you don't know what happened. Like, because you've just been sitting at home. You're a kid. You know, you don't know what happens when he goes to the office or to work or what even that means. Right. I knew everything my dad did. I did half of it with him, you know, because he'd just put you in the backpack or take you in the tractor or whatever. So I remember having this really sense of knowing exactly knowing where like your place where was where everything worked how everything ah, worked and then that's it was, interesting and then it was only when I went to high school which was the first time I was really out of because I went to a local primary school ah, so the, when I went to high school which is the first time I moved to a bigger place. town oh. I mean like you know I'm meeting people that have don't have that same experience because again all my friends were farmers kids and stuff as well so it wasn't even like you went over to someone else's house and mm-hmm. like you could just go over there and you're like you know this is exactly the same hmm. as how it works at and they'll milk their cows at three and five. And like, you know, all those things are so intrinsic in a farmer's life that they all kind of work, you know, they, they're the same everywhere. It's not like someone's milking their cows at like nine o'clock at night and three o'clock in the morning. Like they're right. all, they this all milk. This is what you milk. have yeah. to do and you do right. it That's every how it day works. and you just do. And I, and I think that is a lot of what life is kind of a, a, about sometimes. And I don't think that is, uh, that there's anything wrong with, I think that's kind of a good thing. But, um, but anyhow, um, I I guess I have had a different experience. Well, now you're making me think maybe because I was raised religious. I was because I remember being like five years old, six years old, and thinking like, "What what is this all about? Yeah, and uh, and why are we here?" And I, the only reason why I bring it up is because I think that five year olds aren't really having a lot of profound ideas uh-huh. ab- sure. about life uh, yeah. intellectually yeah. right it's which, mostly can i put this in my mouth oh no they're a little bit they're a little <laughs> right. bit beyond that but right, not much right. you know which leads me to believe that that is an instinct mm-hmm. uh, and if it is an instinct this will to search for um some meaning universal or subjective whatever well, why is that instinct there and i and i think it's just that we are um if you were to um, build a artificial intelligence that was like, okay, we, we need you to make copies efficiently, and here's the thing, uh, you're going to do it all over the place in all these different environments, and conditions are going to uh, change all over. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to equip you with like a shitload of tool. I can't predict exactly what the environment mm-hmm. is going to be like, 
But here's some things that have helped in a lot of environments in the past. Here's yeah. some tools. Here's some here's some aggression. Here's some cooperation. Here's uh, here's some love. Here's uh, all of these different things. Um, and then um, what you would want is something that makes you recognize that life is a bit of a puzzle and a puzzle that needs to be solved. And I think that that that's like kind of a program that we have in us. And I think that right. is and why it, yeah, it's and so important. I mean, that's evolutionary right. because without it, like, I mean, if everyone just had that attitude of like, Oh, fuck it. Oh, fuck it. Like, well, why <laughs> would you bother inventing yeah, yeah, yeah. things and building right, right. things? And you're like, well, this is fine. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the, Really? We're going to do all that work just so three generations from now, they'll have a good life? Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing what I want now. I know. I'm happy. Like, I don't have to get a job. I've got a field. Uh, it's yeah. sunny. What am I doing? I'll grow some garden vegetables. There's no point to anything. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right. So, uh, so I, I guess you can hijack mm -hmm. a lot of those instincts and use them to shape your life into something that you think might be doing something good or subjectively good or meaningful, which in my mind, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know that it can't include um, others making others miserable. I think, I think it's, I, I think it's, um, I think it's just like a camping thing. Why, why pick right. up all, all your trash? Just, you, just cause. Just, Why not? Just, uh, you don't want any evidence that you've been there. Just pay up your uh, it, Who care? It, it doesn't matter what you did there. You might have you, you might have had um, uh, you know sex with someone you probably uh, shouldn't have, and because you you guys got too drunk and they were in a relationship, and and then you got in a fight with that guy, and and uh, someone stole something. You did all this stuff, but yeah. You know, at the end of the day, fucking pack up your shit. Right. And, and you know, leave it for, for others. Leave a clean slate for everyone. The clean slate that you got to but enjoy. That's, but this is the sort of thing that if we just, like, concentrated on that a little bit more. And I know this is oversimplistic, but I do honestly believe it. I was like, the Japanese uh, fans at the World Cup of um, uh, football, as they would say, the FIFA World Cup, but, the, yeah, the Soccer World Cup... Um, they, at the Japanese games, it, they, there was a few stories about it in the paper, but all the tourists who were there to watch the Japanese, they would pick up their like, rubbish, their garbage at the end of the game and go and like, so they essentially clean the stadium as they went. And they just like, it was just one of those things. It was like a cultural thing. But it, I was just like, you know what? Like, we, we can just pick up our own fucking rubbish and take it to the bin. Don't, right. drive, don't drive into an intersection if there isn't room to come out on the other side. Like, honestly, that's all you... Like, to actually... Like, I know you, sometimes we go, we can't change the big things. But you can change not jamming into that intersection so everybody else now can't get through because you thought, wait. And then when there's room, go across. It's even the law. But, you know... Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know what I mean? Like, just be a decent human being. If you're on your phone in the street, like, and you need to send a message, step to the side so other people can go through traffic. Like, those things... And if you really want to make a difference for 3.5 billion years from now, mm. you want your decisions... Uh, pick the person um, that you decide to fuck also is the type of person that does that sort of stuff. Right. The person that you choose to breed with also has whatever those genes are that right. just happen to lead them to do that. Be a decent human being. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, do it, sort out what you can to make it, to have the proper resources and to your, have your children be that way. And that's, but I think uh, that's the best you can right. do. 
because your genes don't matter. Yeah. And they, you shouldn't care about them. They don't care about you. No. Um, at Some all. of mine are really letting me down. Honest, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I'm not. And, and even if you were like, I want to spread as many of my genes as, as possible, your genes are uh, 50% of them go into your children. And then after that, a quarter of them into your grandchildren, mm-hmm. and then an eighth, and pretty soon it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Country sl- in, families, in the it's a little closer, but you know what I mean. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so we should finish up soon, but yeah, I want to yeah. hear about um, uh, the recovery uh, process. Like, I want to hear mm-hmm. about, so what happens? Like, you, you, your feet. Yeah, the prognosis is what immediately, what do you have to do? What happens next? I think that's important still for us to talk about. <laughs> okay, we should have ended there, I feel like. Oh, really? This is It's okay. Or is this a to be continued? Are you comfortable to talk about it now? We can talk about it another time. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm absolutely comfortable okay. to talk about it now. I think it's, um, I think it's a little bit... Um, depressing and a little bit boring that's okay um, well, but if, if people but let's, you know what people are going to want to know yeah and, and also here's the thing that this is this is a podcast yeah and we've already explained to you that nothing really matters <laughs> and you're in charge of your own destiny so you know what if you think it should finish now you've heard Shane just yeah, say you can, sta- yeah, you can stop I'm fine with you stopping right. it right now yeah and, and, but uh, uh, for anyone else who is out there going I want to know yeah keep going if you're the person who thinks you should stop now and then keeps going don't fucking complain to us you've made your own choice yeah yeah i i crawled down a mountain um went to a hospital i mean uh, how much time do we have just a, a couple quick minutes no, mate. Well, however long you have really i don't i'm not going anywhere. i'm in no rush i i have it's it's only because there were get another drink then if some I'm, funny sorry. things that happened <laughs> along the way oh uh, you, you know it helps a lot because um we've already established mikey milios as a character and so I'm, I'm with him and his psychic wife, who did not see this shit coming, and um, <laughs> which is irritating. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, but you know what? Imagine if she had. That would have challenged some of your preconceptions, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, if, if you get she, back to the house, there's an exact drawing of what has happened, like on the yeah, bench yeah, yeah. that she'd left out as a warning note. But you come down in the morning and put your shoes on, like when they make. No, them, I wiped my ass yeah, with it. Yeah. In the, <laughs> Here, here's your here's your fucking fortune cookie. <laughs> I, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna stick this up my ass. Then I'm scooting down the mountain on my ass. I'm like, God, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> I should pull this note out. I hastily. <laughs> I hastily jammed up my ass and then, earlier. And I fall it out, and it's the exact drawing of me. Like you, with, my, it, with the piece of paper. My pants down a little bit, sitting on the rock. Uh, well, firstly, what, here's what I'm going to say. For anyone who turned off three minutes ago, you made a bad mistake. It's only got better, but it's uh, it's funny. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so that's amazing. Um, So uh, psychic, uh, I'm 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 going down, and and Mikey's trying to cheer me up with fucking jokes, and I I I was like, I don't need it, man. You know, proving once and for all, laughter not the. No, it's not. not. He not. was doing a like a, a, a he was doing a project. Well, fine. I've got a skill. I, I'm medically trained. I'm a comedian. This is not helping as much as morphine. No one's sucking dick for tickets to a comedy show. Yeah. <laughs>
clearly heroin is at least a bit like that's how you know that laughter isn't the best medicine because no one sucked a dick to get a fucking comedy ticket that would be amazing. As you come, you just spit out a one-liner. Oh, that was good. Uh, worth it. Um, so, miserable time. Get all the way down there. Um, some people were able to carry me once I got to level ground. Um, it was my foot just shaking. Even being carried, it was like, I was like, something is so fucked because like I can, it's like I can hear the bones like rattling around in there. I, I, I couldn't really hear it, but it's like I could, there was a real sense that some shit was rattling. And got in the car, happened to have a vape pen from yeah. getting dug with high. Right which I accidentally left in my car, accidentally snuck across the border into Arizona. Oops. And, um, but lucky. And lucky. I, did, I hadn't smoked it beforehand. I was mm-hmm. completely sober and uh, fortunately had a bit of, um, of weed, which I didn't know. Um, you probably know this very well. I didn't know it was such an effective pain reliever. I had never smoked weed for... Oh, uh, medicinal reasons? For actual medicinal reasons before. I mean, this it is was a, amazing. Oh, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, I know because here's the thing. I'm not pretending to anyone out there that the only reason I smoke weed right. is for medicinal reasons. Right, right, right. But I will tell you this 100%. If they come up with one day, like, I mean, take that bit of it out of the argument. You know, take right. that to a side. If they came up with the version of what I do, the medicinal result I get from smoking weed, and they came up with the one where they said, okay, well, it doesn't get you high or anything, would you still take it? Oh, yeah. And, but it costs like 80, like what, it costs the same. Yes, right, I right. would still take that. It's yeah. the, the relief that I get is unlike anything that I've tried that isn't something that means that you can't go about your day. I mean, I was at, um, realistically, um, I mean, I found out later that there was a worse pain that you could feel um, than breaking both of your feet at the same time, and it's um, from being constipated from painkillers uh, and not shitting for eight days, and then um, and then shitting. Well, that's the worst pain that I've ever felt in my life. That was a ten. I can't even. I had. Um, I can't even. It was like a baseball bat. It I was. Oh, it was like. I can't I, even. It was so crazy. It was insane. I didn't. I couldn't believe what was happening. I was crying and stuff. Of course I, you would be. I, yeah. Sweating. It, yeah. Oh, it was. It was. A and nightmare. they can't do anything about that. Like this. Well, no, they did. They gave me some stuff, and yeah. I was trying to eat prunes and everything right. else, and it's like it just wasn't enough. I wasn't doing. I wasn't on top of it. All I needed to do was just get tons and tons of X-lax and just drink yeah. that for a living. And then, and then oh, that's what you got to do. Start with diarrhea and firm up from there. Um, <laughs> Good on, advice, honestly, kids. Honestly, that's uh, the best <laughs> advice you could ever hear for post-op care. Um, and, Start with diarrhea, firm uh, up from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, I'm it, it, it was absolutely <laughs> horrific. And... Um, what... Uh, so, so I was at like an eight, smoke eight or nine smoked weed went down to like seven yeah right wow you know and that was like a pain, solid seven yeah. i mean that's a significant when you're in that much pain you will take it oh, that yeah. is a significant yeah, yeah, difference yeah. that's as much about as much of a difference as the fucking morphine and shit made right. for me once i did get there get in the car now i'm high and now I'm trying to... Mikey hadn't been there for very long. We're trying to find the hospital. 
Cads thinks because it's Memorial Day, maybe the emergency room isn't open. Oh, yep. And um, I'm like, is that a thing? I thought it was a fucking emergency room. You'd think that they probably yeah, don't have public holidays. Yeah, and I, yeah right? I, I would, that's what I thought. Just don't and, get sick. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm like, well, let's try to figure this out on the, on the phone. Right. Uh, public holidays are when emergency rooms are the fullest. Right, I now know so, that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm like, but I'm a little high and like, well, these two people aren't high and in extreme amount of pain. Sure. And so maybe maybe they're right about right. a thing, which is like the dumbest were. thing that yeah. I could think because they're <laughs> insane people. Um, Mikey had, who is my dear friend, yeah. who I do not blame for this in any way, uh, who I owe my life to because both of them cared for me for two weeks unexpectedly when I couldn't move or stick. They're wonderful people and intelligent people that just have some, the way their brains work, fucking asinine sometimes. <laughs> and, and, uh, like he had an idea. He was like, he had a mattress. I was going to crash at his place for a couple nights. Mm. Just had a mattress being the nice guy he is. He's like, you want like, should I get a box spring and bed frame? So like, no, I'm just crashing here for two nights. I don't care. I'll crash on him. Why, why do I care? Well, then I hurt myself. And then I'm having to get up in the middle of the night and I'm only have my right toes. I'm trying to get up on crutches. I'm uh-huh. on a tremendous amount of painkillers and everything else. I'm like, fuck, man, I got to be honest with you. I'll buy you that stuff. If I'm stuck here for two weeks, doctor's orders, I'll, I'll give you money to get that stuff. If you go out and get it, comes back with a box spring, didn't get a bed frame. He has a better idea. He's going to get cinder blocks. Oh, yeah. That is a because there wasn't a bed frame under the thing or or wherever they whatever crazy house they went to to get this. Uh, There wasn't a bed frame there because Sedona, Arizona is like some warlock fucking village. (laughs) And which is why they moved there for like crystals and magic things. And um, (laughs) and he knows I'm half kidding right now, at least. Um, uh, And and he. So, so this story he'll actually enjoy. And I'm trying, I'm really, this is me talking shit about a friend, uh, ho- hoping it means well. Yeah, I'm feeling bad as I'm, I'm sure. saying it. No, um, I'm sure. So, uh, c- cinder blocks, he's going to put around a bed and put the fucking bed on cinder blocks. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, you know what somebody just, who's just hurt themselves really badly wants? Something that's structurally <laughs> unsound. And possibly dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and I'm like, and so I'm trying to think of other points mm-hmm. to convince him that this is a horrible idea. Like, they're gonna, it's gonna scratch up your wood floors. He's like, yeah, I thought about that. I was thinking what I do, I get some polyurethane and go, uh, yeah. like, what are you, why now is you're this, coding? Why is this, mo- this is complicated. Uh, uh, yeah. and, and all of his ideas yeah. are like this. So <laughs> that sets up how his brain works. Now we're on the way trying to sort out this hospital. I can't work a smartphone now because I'm in this tremendous amount of pain. And uh, and I and and Google's never seen the question: Is this emergency open? <laughs> yeah. No one's ever Cause, asked. Because even Google's like, ah, uh, duh. <laughs> yeah. It's a public. It's a hospital <laughs> on a public holiday. So like, People are drinking. Yeah. There's fireworks involved. This is a busy day. It's, Families uh, are getting together. <laughs> you don't know what that does to the system. There's a lot Overloads of it. That's what happens. <laughs> 
literally no one's ever asked Google this question right. before. Google's like, are you fucking with me? One. Google's literally like, are Did you, you fucking mean with I'm me? a fucking idiot? Yeah. <laughs> And so, no, it's the one time that Google drops the did. No, it does say, you mean you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> We're not even questioning this. And so, um, so I'm like, you know what? Because Kaz is trying to look it up on her phone. She's not finding anything. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to find, I want the nearest hospital. I'm like, uh, sure. I don't want an extra fucking five minutes. I just went through a goddamn ordeal. And you also know that Mikey is the sort of guy, and we made all this with love, who clearly puts things together like a James Bond villain, where yeah. every step is more complicated Way than the Way more complicated. Right. And I don't want to... It end up in his. You're fucking, just like you know what? Like we're gonna pull I've got up a, to a fucking I've, tent out in the desert, I've and like this witch is gonna heal you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, so I'm like, I'll call, and it's funny you say that because uh, uh, because I go, I'll call nine one one. I'll just call nine one one. That's an easy. I'm a real sensible person that, that is, knows a lot about uh, a few things in life. And that is one, one is like when to call 911. In, in emergency situations. Yeah, yeah. And you call the predetermined, easily remembered <laughs> yeah. emergency line. Like, this is perfect yeah. time. 911. Mikey's like, uh, Mikey and Cads are like, no, 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 don't call 911. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Why? Don't call 911. That's crazy. And they're sitting there for it. I'm like, I'll hear them out. Let's hear what they have to say. I'm already like, I'm I'm jotting notes yeah. like all about Mikey. Like I have like a notebook filled of of uh, annoying uh, things that Mikey's done that I'm irritated with because poor poor idiot had the big idea to jump <laughs> off of this thing and now I'm slightly uh, holding it against him even though I shouldn't be. And um, well, you're processing through it. Right, right. You're processing through a feeling that you're having so that you can intellectualize at the other end that, of course, it's not his fault and you jumped at the end. But in that moment, you've got to deal with what you're feeling, which is, fuck you. You made me jump (laughs) off this stupid thing and now you've fucked up my life. Yeah, yeah. Get me to a fucking hospital, not to a fucking drum circle. (laughs) I am injured. Let's call 911. So... He goes, you know who we should call? Uh, we should call Ted. I'm like, Ted, <laughs> I start laughing right. hysterically. <laughs> Most pain I've ever been at. Worst day of my life. And finally, I just said, I can't breathe. I don't know who Ted is. <laughs> But I know the answer's amazing. <laughs> I'm writing this down. Call Ted, he says. He says, call Ted. I'm like, Mikey, who's yeah. Ted? Yeah. Ted's his fucking Taekwondo <laughs> instructor. Oh, I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I call 911. I get to the first hospital. I mean, it, technically, okay. If it had been Ted... The guy who came up with TED Talks, who's like watched, <laughs> yeah, Ted, yeah. and who, who's watched every TED Talk, and has like, like a, they, they call him Ted. I they know. call him Ted. They Ted. call him Ted because he's actually watched every TED Talk. He's a guy <laughs> who lives in the town. He moved to Sedona, Arizona, because he likes TED Talks, and, and he came just, up with the ideas for right, every TED and Talk, he's, and he's memorized each of them, <laughs> and he knows them all off by heart. So he would be a good guy to call in an emergency situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he knows. What shit's going on? But if yeah, it, yeah. unless it's that guy, 
And no, Ted is the computer that they put I, every TED talk into yeah, and has learned and oh, assimilated yeah. the right answer for every question. That's right. That's a TED you could call. Right. <laughs> and otherwise, no. It's facts with philosophy. It's, a co- <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it's like it's like a kind of version of Google that'll also <laughs> it'll give you an, an attitude about it as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, here's the nearest hospital. Uh-huh. And... And look, go in there understanding that there's going to be other people in there who are also suffering, and so you want to keep it. Here's Thanks, a, Ted. Here's a Thanks couple. For here's a couple of examples. Uh, I'm just going to send you a couple of screenshots uh, of medical conditions in countries that have nowhere near as good a system as America, so you can appreciate <laughs> yeah. in the process when you're down that it could be a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. Here's a foot surgeon yeah. that gave a lecture on what can go wrong. Um, and uh, uh, we've compiled you a playlist of inspirational <laughs> TED talks for your recovery process. Yeah, yeah. you know, like uh, there's an Olympian who dragged himself off Mount Everest. I feel like that'll be really handy for you. <laughs> he, had, he had no legs, so I feel like that'll be when Ridiculous. you're feeling down on the way back. This legless guy dragging him up Mount Everest. That'll be. <laughs> that's a good app. Yeah, that's a good app. I mean, that's yeah. that to me is where transhumanism is definitely heading. We're right. going to be seeing that very soon, I think. A real TED, what we're talking about right now. And that to me is very exciting. Well, um, I mean, there is that. So, I mean, we're not that far. I mean, we're very close. We're very that. close to that. Like, I yeah. mean, anyone who's, you know, got to predict, if you look at the way your ads are, yeah, and your timeline and those sort of things. I are, looked up a fucking cane. I wanted to buy a custom cane. Yeah. Looked up a cane. Three months on my fucking every... I had that pops up here. You want a cane? Buy a goddamn cane. What? <laughs> and But the thing is, like, for me in particular, like, I can really get lost in holes of things that I'm interested in. So yeah. in this new world where I get constantly fed things that I've already expressed interest in, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's... I realized the other day that I've become quite expert in a few topics that I did not set out to become expert in just because it was like, yeah, it keeps throwing information your way. And, like, because it's there, yeah, I'm like, yeah. actually, all right, well, I will read that as well. And then I'm like, it's made me think, like, know about something and think something oh. that I... If you just learn a bunch about bubblegum, right. <laughs> this is a great idea that I'm right. having right now, and I uh, might go and do this tonight. Uh, if you just learn a shitload right. about bubblegum, this will improve your life. You do that, you go, you buy a pack of gum, right. you carry it around with you, <laughs> you offer gum at parties, so it's chewing their gum. Oh, you know this thing? All of a sudden, you're the fucking most interesting right. man that there is. The bubblegum so, guy. <laughs> Because who was interested in knowing something about bubblegum? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. How do you know all I just know a lot of things about stuff. Right. Well, some <laughs> specific stuff. Wait till someone... You don't want to prime it like that. Oh, Wait you, till someone oh, you're offers saying you, you bubblegum. Right, yeah. That's but, the better way to go. But yeah. otherwise, you're an well, asshole. Hang on. How much they're going to catch on to you. Actually, you know what? I've been uh, taking Uber cars for the last couple of weeks. I would not done the Uber experience before. But uh, I've had uh, Lindsay Webb, who's an Australian comedian here. And he, uh, you know, was, has been using uber around town so i've started to you know use the service as well and one of the things that they will do is they some some of the cars will offer you water or gum like you know as part of their thing Mm. so that would be your perfect one because it's like what do you need for a small chit chat moment right Uh, you're in a car like it's not like that you have to get onto a lot of other things you can prove that you're interested in one or two conversations right yeah if he offers you some gum and you're like hey a funny thing about gum because then it seems spontaneous yeah right you haven't brought the gum up i mean it's actually a really brilliant idea and i think i might (laughs) 
I can't pursue it now because then I run into someone that uh, someone like comes to a show and I don't know. Right. They offer me a slight, and I forgot yeah. about this shit. All I know is everything yeah. I learned. Welcome. <laughs> I forgot this podcast happened. This is twenty years from now. Now I just know I know a lot of shit about gum. This person I? remembers this podcast for some reason, and they offer me gum, and now I'm this asshole that talked about and now they're getting this big display <laughs> i hope your uh, listeners offer me gum after a show yeah i mean you probably should have asked for something more interesting i so, i uh, got there i i got to the hospital the first hospital uh was an enormous pain in the ass i'll mm-hmm. maybe skip over there was funny things that happened i'll, I'll skip over for brevity's sake um i'll and then i decided to go to another hospital like uh, i was gonna be waiting there for two hours and they mm-hmm. wouldn't give me fucking painkillers at and all i was you know what it was oh this this is a good reason to talk about this is this is another bit of advice is that i were talking about separating ourselves from emotion mm-hmm. and intellectualizing things and i was able to um handle things fairly well i was able to um talk a lot about um i i was able to understand uh, that there's a procedure for triage and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. getting the painkillers and everything and so i was very i was like look i'm in a tremendous amount of pain right now and uh, you know if there's if you could i know that the, all the rooms are full and the doctors are really busy you know maybe if someone could just pop out for 30 seconds even just take a look at my yep. foot and i'll chill here yeah and uh yeah. And like really like, well, try to be know. that rational thing of going yeah i get it like but I, I'm trying to be like, if they come out and they notice that it is as bad as it probably is, yeah. they might give me a couple of pills in the meantime just to yep. like, well, oh, yeah, I get that. And what I learned was is that that's that not help. the right, that's how you get upgrades on an airplane. Yep. <laughs> 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 that's, that's not how you get painkillers. You want to scream bloody fucking murder. <laughs> is what you want to do because if you scream bloody murder they will try to get you to shut the fuck up and stop scaring people and that's not what i did that's so why I the world doesn't them. fucking work that moment I explains know. everything about why the world doesn't actually work yeah, yeah why that thing we were saying before about taking some time to not like you know go in the intersection or be polite to other people or like you know yeah that, that's why it doesn't fucking work because it, in, when it comes to shit like this when it's really fucking important yeah the, the good person doesn't get rewarded the I mean, you know, uh, benefit of the doubt, let's call this the 0.1% of times that things are incredibly frustrating and a system is in place for good reasons that does not work for the good it was meant to do and is fucking ends up being horrific. Um, I got to the a different hospital. It was bigger. They saw me right away, gave me some pain stuff. Doctor comes in, says, "Um, yeah, this is really, really bad. Then just leaves. <laughs> and then is like gone for a while. And then someone else comes in. Whoa, Jesus. Like they, these are professional right. people. Like, whoa. Yeah, ugh. So, but essentially they're not and, helping you at this stage. They're just coming uh, in and being like professional wrestling commentators. Like yeah. Just, just like, whoa, oh. what's this? Is the... And yeah. they're just walking out. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> It's like he goes out, tells right. his friend, take yeah, a look at that guy's foot. This guy's foot. <laughs> yeah, it's like, terrible. Just go in and react, though. Don't offer any help. Yeah, yeah. And and at this point, I'm like, oh, this is worse than I thought it was. Mm. I thought this was like, um, I wasn't anticipating a surgery or anything like you this. And then, you weren't anticipating a woe. 
Right. You, you were thinking, yeah, I fucked this up, but I don't think people are going to tell a friend to come in and have a look. Yeah, next thing they know, they're like, well, everyone that breaks both their heels um, also breaks their back. Let's have a look at your back. Maybe the adrenaline got you down and there's like a compressed vertebrae or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, jeez, what the fuck are yeah. you talking about? Right. And then, and then um, that's, I mean, not that, I mean, your thing's been that's fucking not enough trouble already. Yeah, yeah. But like that is a whole other fucking yeah. level of oh, other trouble. Of course. Right. Yeah, that would be a lot more trouble. And then it's like, oh, God, are they going to amputate my foot? And then when they're telling me about how bad my foot is, I'm like, fuck. Uh, they're, and they're like, they're going to need the surgeon. And I have stuff I'll tell you afterwards about um, some things I had to maneuver so that I could get um, health coverage oh, yeah. okay. um sure. and um and and so um i uh got through all that um was in a horrific amount of pain had to stay there for a couple of weeks um went, went through a lot with trying to sort out was this going to be covered was it not going to be covered and um and the guy decided to just do the surgery for me and we'll sort the rest out if we get there and um and uh, so he did the surgery and he was like, I knocked it out of the park. You're awesome. Uh, just hang out here for a couple of weeks, then you can fly and, um, and you'll make a full, you should make a full recovery. You know, you could have problems. You could have like long-term things, who knows, but you should make a full recovery. Then I went home to my parent, but he's like, but you know, clear your summer schedule. You're not going yeah. anywhere for, you got to, you're down on a couch for a few months. Yeah. Certainly and, you can't be standing up in front of people telling jokes. Right. Right. And, um, and so I did that, went home to my parents. It was incredibly depressing. Um, there was a month where it was really, really depressing. And, um, and I have a lot, I would like to talk to you about depression sometime too. Um, sometime because I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to be depressed, um, once in a while. And I, and I think that sometimes people, um, run too much from their bad feelings when they should just maybe there's a purpose why you have them right and uh, th- may- it's- maybe it's ma- making maybe it's making you think of new strategies to take in life uh, as opposed to as opposed to being like living in my parents basement with two broken feet killing it no right. no, no reason right. to alter any yeah. future decisions yeah finally yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. i've nailed this yeah yeah so maybe you shouldn't be happy all the fucking time is the no point. no but also and- that that thing of and again, it's like they're a natural thing. Like it's like touching a hot. Uh, do you need a glass of water or something? It's like yeah. our instincts to not like touch a hot stove or whatever, right? Yeah. If it, you block out the the, the right. pain from touching the hot stove, right. then you would damage yourself. Oh, and there's so, people that don't feel pain that, right. and their lives are a disaster. They're walking around. There's bones popping out of their fucking legs. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know anything's wrong until everyone at the restaurant's throwing up. And and um and and yeah, so so pain can be um a really useful thing, and we went and it, it's funny, it, you know, if you burn yourself right now, um, if you set your hand on on the thing and you didn't realize that it was on uh, on the burner, um, the signal actually travels to your spine, and then your spine sends a signal back, going, get your hand the fuck away. It doesn't even go up to your it sends signals to your brain right. but it responds before it even sends signals to your brain yeah. it's one of these wonderful yeah. evolu- listen we know what we don't even need to check no. out uh, check yeah. in with the boss we've no. been delegated no, we this responsibility we, we've been told <laughs> yeah. in case of emergency <laughs> yeah. react and don't don't run us we're not going to 
We can ask some questions later, but you're not getting in trouble for going with your instincts on this one. We're fine. Right, Send us right. a message that it's happening. But, you know, don't wait for us to put out the fire. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I mean, I suppose the opposite would be to, uh, I, I'm, I'm not talking about romanticizing um, being miserable or anything no, because, like that. Well, that's, and also what, depre- I mean, again, this is, it would be an interesting longer conversation for us to have that we'll probably, it isn't, one, probably isn't one to start at the two no, minute no, no. 20 mark of this podcast. Forever. But the one thing that I would like to say about that is, and it, it also ties into, and that's why I think it would be nice to have a conversation about it anyway, is there are so many areas of where it could be healthy through to where it passes through to not being healthy and that people don't talk about because people worry that like one is this or they or that's why i think some people don't understand the difference between someone just being depressed about something they should be depressed about like you know you lose your job or your girlfriend leaves you or like you do something that disappoints you like yeah and part of the problem is society goes this is a new opportunity for you and the fucking your company that before they lay off everyone they come in and bring this motivational the fucking asshole to come in and tell you that another door just opened for you and life's going to be so much better. So don't feel bad. No, don't feel bad. Don't, uh, don't question anything, you know, just fucking keep smiling. Right. And, and And it's important sometimes to go like to question those things, but it's also then important for people. Like, I mean, both the people in that situation, which is hard to do, but more, I think more, even more so the responsibility of the people outside that situation to understand there's a difference between someone who's like, you know, letting someone have, be sad about something that they want to be sad about and, or, and noticing when someone's really sad when they there's a difference between the difference between chronic depression and regular depression is the difference between a fear and a phobia right a fear is keeping you from jumping off a thing that's too high and breaking both of your feet a phobia is is not seeing reality it's crippling your life something has gone wrong in your brain there's probably some sort of feedback loop that is uh, you're having trouble just snapping out of up there that you aren't consciously aware of, and something's gone wrong, yeah. and you and there needs to be an intervention. And those are two very different things. And I think what you're saying, and we were talking about labeling earlier, is that nowadays people think they get a little bit of depression. And they're like, oh shit, is this this depression shit everyone yeah. warns about? Yeah. And then the opposite of that is that people with the chronic people that don't have chronic depression don't sometimes don't understand that there are people that feel much different than they do uh, right. and people yeah. go like, well i have a bad day right. fuck up or have even bad, i had a bad week but i you know i started walking and now i'm fine which by the way actually you know like there are all those things that can help with those yeah, things yeah. i'm not saying but you know like it's not as simple as you know but then i was happy and i got over it because then you don't understand what it's like yeah the, yeah because there's Stop a telling people to fucking pull up uh, p- people with right. mental illnesses to fucking pull up their bootstraps. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what it is. Right, you can't just walk it off. It's an illness. Right, like I mean that'd be the equivalent of the doctor coming into your room and go, just fucking walk it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, absolutely. I mean, just yeah, go somewhere sunny and relax and walk it off. I know you've got two broken heels, <laughs> but just walk it off. Come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. And- um, so what what do we need to t- tell before the end here? What do we need to talk about so that you know? Well, we feel like we've covered it off. Um, uh, I I think I mean yeah. This is probably a this is good a good place. Pl- to, I yeah. feel like okay. I mean just because I would like to come on again if yeah. you're cool with that. Well, let's definitely do that when I'm back in December. All right, so then, let's do yeah. Well, let's do that. Let's do part two then. Yeah. Um. So 
tell people when are you going to like so they can watch a special We've, but what, what, tell me one more time what it was called Mating season. Mating season. Netflix. It's on Netflix. I know there'll be people in Australia. Apparently, a lot of people in Australia are watching Netflix. So right, you can right. watch it on Netflix however you're watching Netflix in Australia. Right, right. But is there some other way they can get it if they can't, if they don't hmm. have a Netflix? Well, is it they, long, they can like, get it as a CD on iTunes. Yeah, and okay. Amazon and all of oh, that. yeah, great. We'll oh, do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. okay. I mean, that's. So and I my live up. act is. Um, actually much better. <laughs> I mean, the act that I'm doing now, I'm so much more proud of than, and even I just did my first three full shows since hurting myself. Uh-huh. And it was like three of the best shows I ever did. And I'm incorporating a lot of this stuff into some of the, uh, a lot of my act is talking about the adaptive functions sure. of negativity and stuff. And so it's a lot of this stuff turned into jokes is what I'm talking about, which is probably for your listeners, more fulfilling than mating season, which is meant to get people in Texas to be open-minded right. about evolution uh-huh, stuff. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. maybe, maybe uh, yeah. it's cool though. Anyway. I mean, but the other thing is, like, I think if people, it's always nice to put those things in context. You know, like you'll be able to see, like, oh, that's where that was, and then it'll be really interesting for people to, uh, you know, see whatever is next as well. Because right. then you go, oh yeah, right. Because I know that you know you recorded this here where you were in this space, and then all right. this thing happened and then he went to i mean i find that and i'm hoping to be building on ideas and so i started pretty simply with mating season and made it very kind of a little silly and ridiculous and um and started small and then i want to and i'm now getting into well, meteor fun, things funnily, funnily enough uh i've been recently saying because i'm going to do a new special i haven't done one since like i only ever did one big one because it wasn't really a big thing in australia and so i did one dvd and i didn't really enjoy it because like, I don't feel like the show, like, you know, I feel like the show is so different every night and comedy is so different every night. The idea that one show represents what the whole show was and, it, you know, anyway, whatever. <clears throat> but on the show I've been, on here, I've been talking a lot recently about how I really only like the last five or six shows since basically since I did my special is really where I feel like my work's developed into something that I'm really kind of proud of now. And I would love to have a recording of and, right. you know, do whatever. But because I didn't like that experience so much last time, I've just kept putting it off and I've just kept putting it off. Yeah. And Ugh, I know that feeling. And somebody said to me the other day, and they kind of called me on it a bit, and I thought it was actually good feedback. They said, because my thing is like that, I mean, part of what I hate is that last special's there. And I go, I'm so much better than that now. I know. And it's there and people watch it. And pe- but I know. People enjoy it. Things can be of time and place. Right it's hard for us I think because you think oh it's embarrassing it's like seeing old photos of yourself yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm better than that now I'm more I evolved know, than, or know. like I wouldn't say that now or whatever but right. but people enjoyed it in the time and the yeah, place yeah. and it was of its time and a place and it yeah. was it's a recording of what you were spending doing your life at that time yeah. and place for I'm good glad or for I'm bad, having this conversation with you because that's a lot of what I have been feeling right. lately but yeah. for good or for bad that stuff made you who you are yeah, now yeah. right you know Absolutely. like and so I think as long as you go on to do more interesting things, yeah, yeah. then I think all oh, that stuff's great right. because it shows like how a person through their so. life. I mean, you don't have to become out like be born thinking about those things. You can like evolve in your life to go. Well, I was interested in this. It was like I was saying about getting into comedy to meet girls, but eventually, you know, I'm now you, I want to do this, and now mm. I want to do that. Your life doesn't have to be about the like you know your choices don't have to be about the reason that you chose them in the first place right they can evolve you know absolutely 
So anyway, uh, so no, I think it's no, part that, of I mean, what that's you exactly are, you know? that's exactly what I've been going through for several years. I'm glad to be getting someone saying something because that's a lot of like I said, that's just a lot of what I've been yeah. uh, feeling lately and wondering about. And I, I mean, I just when I'm nervous about that, uh, that's that is how I feel the yeah. way you've explained it. Well, but. the best way to get over that is uh, just go and read some YouTube comments. Uh, and be a stand-up that'll really just make you happy i'm sure that it'll be the bigfoot people uh, uh so people can find you on twitter as well right yep at shane comedy and then my facebook uh go on my facebook fan page shane moss fan page um and um and yeah i i have a new podcast that i just started but i won't be publishing it for a while but, but tell people what it's it. called because they can look out for it it'll be called here we are um it's i just started uh i got like domain and all those names sure. and then uh and then i just did i'm doing my um third one tomorrow with a founder of skeptic magazine and i'm just i'm going around talking with scientists about what makes us who we are yeah basically. so it's fascinating so, i think that so yeah. sounds like a really good idea yeah yeah i'm talking and then after i go to reno on thursday and i'm talking with a lady about um immigration's effect on on families down um she goes anthropologist who goes down right. to mexico and observes families and the father has to leave here sneak into this country send money back and all that and that's the only way they can survive and right and so uh uh, I'm pretty excited about this project. So everywhere I go on the road, I'm finding people and talking with yeah, it sounds people really that know more about me, about things that I would like to mo know more about. All right. Um, and are you doing dates? You said you started doing some shows. Do you have like dates? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just go and check out my um, my website, shanemoss.com, uh, M-A-U-S-S. -S. And uh, I don't know when I'm getting back to Australia. Hopefully soon. It can be a little hard to get a hold of over there. Always have been. But uh, ho hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be back soon. Uh, I uh, have some uh, US dates, uh, willanderson.com.au. They're mostly all there. I'm in Seattle this week at Parlor Live and then... I think the week after I'm at uh, Rooster Tea Feathers, uh, but then there's a bunch of dates before the end of the year. And I'm back in Australia doing shows in Perth, Darwin, Kalgoorlie. Uh, big DVD record, the big uh, special record at the Sydney Opera House, January 19. That's not on sale yet. We will we'll go on sale very, very soon. So that is uh, completely locked in now, the 19th of January. Um, uh, so that'll be really exciting as well LA Podcast Festival oh, that's the one that I was going to say the link for tickets the LA Podcast Festival is on our website if you're booking tickets to come and see um, uh, the TOEFOP live show it's going to be Charlie, Dave and myself uh, together for the first time since Char so Charlie who you're a guest Charlie on yeah, the yeah. podcast and Dave Anthony who's guest Charlie number one because he does this podcast most often right They've actually been on the podcast before, back when it was Charlie and my podcast, like when he was a guest. But right. since the two like timelines split off, if you want to look at it in that quantum physics sort of way, right. like so that hasn't. This will be the first time like Tofop and Fofop essentially come together. So we're doing a live show at the podcast festival. I'm also the guest on Dave's uh, live podcast, The Doll, with Gareth Reynolds. So uh, that's all on the Saturday at the LA Podcast Festival. If you're coming along to that, if you're in Australia or anywhere else in the world, you're going to be able to stream it. Um, so that you'll either be able to buy a weekend pass or just I think a per show pass. But I'll give you the details when I have them. But I've talked for too long today, Shane. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Thanks. You. This was fucking uh, epic one. Maybe. We did a nice uh yeah you know what we gave people today quantity no <laughs> <laughs>